content warning in the show notes. RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World system in our custom science fantasy setting. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena, with her squad in tow, enters the lion's den to begin negotiations with the alloy, presenting as non-threateningly and diplomatically as possible as she reveals her status as a prismae Inconsistencies in memories begin to unearth. No data available. The negotiations turn hostile with the arrival of sweeper Veal and associate Iva. Dakira is remembered by Santi to the displeasure of Veal and in a desperate move, Veal attempts to have Athena assassinated. A fight in the arrow's inner sanctum breaks out. An invisible assailant attacks Nemo, who's guarding Zadal and Anji. Athena is wounded by Iva, but even when things seem so dire, there is hope at the end of this tunnel because Arbiter Roth is here. You will lay down your arms now. The scene opens where we left off only a moment ago, with Arbiter Photius Roth having barreled into the council chamber, bellowing at the top of his lungs for all hostilities to cease. Moving in immediately behind him, Tuca scurries forward in a low stance, bearing her Cory Halberd, rippling with the unstable blue plasma energy. With a wide shot of the room, we see Athena near the ceiling, still fully covered in her metal armor. Rebexi has dashed off to hide. Nemo is covering Zadal and Anji. Iva cowers behind one of the thrones with a smoking tentacular limb after his misfire. Santi and Kuju shocked into inaction and Veal standing between two of the thrones on the opposite side of the great crystal that represents the memory. Utter silence hangs in the air in the wake of this proclamation, and there is movement and light beyond the slits of the kill holes that line the top of the room. Everyone in the room, including your allies, just freeze. It is a frozen, still moment of complete and utter silence. A beat later, the voice from within the slats comes, Cease, cease fire! You're close to it, so you can just hear, It's Harbert Roth. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> and everyone is shaken and distracted, is what Good. I'm gonna say. <laughs> Good! 
That's your buddy action. All right, that's a good one. Uh, next up are all the extras who are who are shaken. Nope. They remain shaken this turn because they are also distracted and could not make their unshake roll. Athena, last. Surprised, but you are not mechanically shaken. Santi and Kuju are still on their thrones. Santi is wide-eyed watching the Arbiter bound in. Kuju has sprung up into a defensive posture and their arms have molded together into just a large spherical metal plate that is blocking them mostly from view. Cool. Very similar to Nemo, but it's much bigger and covers their entire head and core. Athena's going to remain hunkered up under this gun and I think she's going to try and persuade because she's not going to attack unless she's attacked again. She's trying to be like, Prismae aren't dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Bang, 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 bang. So that would be very counter to what she's trying to achieve here right now. She shouts down, directs it at Santi specifically. I don't believe you intended for this. I'm still willing to talk about it. And you're just trying to... I'm just trying to simmer shit reinforce down. Reinforce the ceasefire. Okay, go ahead. Because normally me. she's the hot-headed one, but now she can have the moral high ground of, I didn't do nothing. Sure. Okay, go ahead and make your roll. Modifiers any? Um, No, just straight right now. I just want to see how you do. Five. Okay. I will make a note. She does migrate a little further away from the area where Nemo and Zadal were because they were just targeted. So she wants to draw fire away if possible. Makes sense. All right, that's the end of the round, and I got a shuffle. Athena, king of spades. Oh, nice. Buddies, ten of hearts. Veal, seven of diamonds, five of spades. This is a quick, so he gets to redraw queen of diamonds. (laughs) Iva, king of clubs, and extras, seven of hearts. So first up is Athena. Yeah. Athena would like to hold an entangle to use if attacked on whoever's attacking her as a non-violent retaliation, but just like, hey, cut that shit out. Okay, cool. That's really cool. I like that. It's been a while since I used Entangle. That's a good one. Iva is up next. Iva is currently shaken. Distracted until the end of his next turn, so that fails. Iva scuttles backward into the area behind Santi's throne and closer to the door that they came in and is just cradling the one exploded arm. Oh, maybe she shouldn't try to shoot at me. And looking around in surprise. Next up is Veal. Let's see how Veal does. Gotta tenderize him. Blew up a six into a four. It's a 10, so he is unshaken. Still distracted. Oh, it's minus two is an eight. Still distracted. I'm gonna roll this in front of you just so you can see. One and a five. What does it mean? That's actually a three, so it's a fail. Okay. What'd he do? It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why did I have to see it? In case it did matter. Okay. Mm, let me do one thing just, just for funsies. Veal takes a few steps back and is at the side of the second throne there. Just has a, a defensive posture. Good. You have truly doomed us all. They cannot be trusted. They cannot be left uncontrolled. That will be Veal's turn. And buddies again. Buddies. I mean, Roth worked so well before. It seems like everybody simmered down a little bit. So maybe if he can just like punch in one more 
chill the fuck out effort. That'd be dope. Given that everyone has simmered down a little bit, he's back up on two legs again and just takes a couple of measured steps further down the stairs. Does he do one of those, like, crisp pulls on his... Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Crisps out his uniform, dusts himself once, puts his hands behind his back as he walks down. Nice upright posture. Tail slithering. Oh my god, does it thump down every oh, yeah, fucking every step? Every single step. <laughs> Tuka scampering after him. Yeah, she's like wide-eyed just watching him, walking behind him. I imagine her hair's fluffed out more. Her color palette is flickering in, in the midst of her, not quite yet rage, but her excitement and... Uh, yeah, Athena gets it. Honorable members of the Alloy and our Arrow Fellows, I am here in support of Sedaris's voice. This is not a time for violence and division. It seems there's plenty more to be discussed and things to be unearthed. You want to make a persuasion yeah, for him? Yeah, what's his persuasion? Uh, D8. Probably be at least a D8, so let's give him a D8. He does have his karnic penalty. Ooh, that's right. Uh, well, that would be a, those would be with threes. Threes. Could I do a buddy, Benny? Sure. It's your second buddy, Benny. Well, it was worth it, I think. Because I just blew up twice. 21 minus 2 is 19. Oh, my God. Okay. Thank God I brought Roth. <laughs> oh, my you, you God. Earned it. I mean, you brought him along. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I don't like or want NPCs stealing your show, but if it is at your decision. It's at my behest. It's at it's, your behest, and it's. I'm steering the boat. Yeah, They're just, exactly. you know, pulling the mast thingies. What are those? The ropes? Yeah. <laughs> Sails. Yeah, so I, I'm cool with it because you're di you're directing what he's doing in a meta capacity. So yeah. I don't feel like I'm stepping in and being like, "Well, this this cool NPC that I came up with swoops in to save the day." No, so no, I think no, that no. fucking sucks. But I'm okay but with Athena it. But Athena has built these bonds with people, and I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's that's the whole deal. There's continued silence and the rustle of people lowering their weapons and you see the guns and the slats above retracting back through the kill holes. Santi also straightens herself a little bit and says, yes, this is quite unbecoming. We came here to have a conversation, not to start a melee. Arbiter, it is a pleasant surprise to have you here with us. He inclines his head. Now, why don't we all go back to speaking like civilized individuals? Athena's still posted up against the ceiling like a goddamn goblin, just like, <laughs> can I come down now? Yeah, okay. She whispers to herself watching the scene and she stands up and is grabbing at her back a little bit as she walks down. And it's almost like walking down an escalator with how fast it goes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So she's double timing it as her sheets deliver her back to the floor. And I think she's still smoking a little bit out of her cauterized gun wound and just glares daggers at Iva if he's peeking around the throne. He's still visible. And there was one more turn, which was the extras, but Roth has effectively deflated them. So I think I'm just going to call the combat here. Damn, nailed it. I like, didn't have to kill anybody this time. <laughs> I'll be not exactly how I expected this to go, but the dice want to tell a story and yeah, I think it's cool. Can you make me a notice roll, please? Yeah. Minus one for my wounds. That's a new. Okay. 
But I could bounty it. If you want to. <laughs> uh, that's a four. So throughout all this, the doors had slid closed behind Roth and Tuka after they ran in from the top there. And you guys are just hanging out and they slide open and closed again. Athena turns around looking to see who's, if somebody new has entered or if somebody is gone. Nothing's changed. Mm hmm. Athena wants to detect Arcana and run up the stairs and just peek through the door. Go for it. That's a seven. Seven is a success. Nice. Go ahead and make me another notice roll, this time at minus two. That's a three. Damn. Bummer. You look out there, your detection vision snaps on, but it's just an empty hallway. Can you make me one more arcane skill roll? Yeah. Uh, that's a no-go. That's a three with my minus one. Okay. Athena, you make your way back down the steps of this Colosseum-style area. The scene is now Roth standing at the bottom of the steps in a very prominent position. Tuka standing off to the side, hand on the hilt of her now not-ignited quarry blade. Everyone is more at ease, although the tension in the air is still palpable. Nemo is standing protectively over Zidal and Anji. Santi and Kuju stand waiting. The large monitor is still on, overlooking everything. The crystal is still in the center of the room. And Iva cowering behind the throne with one of his tentacular limbs smoldering from the malfunction slash minor explosion. What about Veal, though? Ah, uh, yes, Veal. Yeah. Veal is still standing in front of the empty throne, although he also has backed up closer to the wall. Athena takes her time walking down the stairs. Like, she's not in a hurry, really. It's just to not show that she's limping from being literally shot from a ricochet. So she's just coming down. So are we good to continue talking? Because I came here as a diplomat, an ambassador to an unknown nation as far as you're concerned, and I was met with a firing squad and invisible assailants, so you give me a reason not to walk out that door right now. But she's not making any aggressive moves. She's just slowly descending. Because, ow. <laughs> you could take a minute for that. Flicking eyes over to Nemo and making sure that whole situation is squared away. Nemo gives you a nod of solidarity as he eases into a non-combat posture, but continues to stand at the ready. Does he still have his shields out? One of them has slotted away, but he keeps the other just hanging at his side as a reminder to everyone else. The room is a, actually, uh, I want you to roll me a persuasion for that, or maybe intimidation, if you feel that's more appropriate. But I have a better intimidate. Let's, let me say. Whatever you, I mean, that, that could go either way. So. I wouldn't mind intimidation. Let's do intimidation. So rarely do it. Yeah. I'm going to use both my purple dice. You're like, I'm going to be good at this, but never do it. I crit failed. Oh my God. <laughs> wouldn't be a finale without one. What about your intimidation is a crit fail here? Is it just that it falls flat or that you're clearly wounded and it's more like... Clearly wounded. And it, I think it comes through in Athena's voice. <laughs> Veal shifts, his head uh, tilting to one side, and there's just a soft... <clears throat> the rest of the room as a whole is silent while you make your way back down. 
Santi shifts their gaze between several of their fellows before taking a step forward and giving a more formal bow towards you. This disruption was not sanctioned by our governing body, and they look over to Veal. Nor was this intrusion. Your actions have brought shame upon us all, Veal. I believe we are all owed an explanation. Veal shifts and takes another step back. I've nothing more left to say on the matter. Really? Athena says as she finally makes it back down to stand between Roth and Tuka. Not at this time. These creatures, these beings, whatever you want to call them, they require control and guidance, and they must be given proper form and direction. They cannot be allowed to take over as they have. Explain proper form. In our image, not yours. We will meet again. I will be sure of it. With that, Veal's image just dissipates. Ugh. He wasn't even there? I just shrugged for everyone. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, Athena's a bit bothered about that. She turns back to Santi, who she's been talking with more, has her hands out. Is that is that how sweepers generally operate? Coming in, puffing in a dust, attacking people from behind? Not in my experience, no. This is unsettling. Is this a rogue agent that I and my people have to worry about now? The sweeper's purpose is to contain the threat, but if he's operating on his own without the approval of the council, then that is possible. I'm afraid the situation is now more complicated. More complicated? She says with her chin tilted one way, her shoulders sagging just a little bit. We have greater questions now, such as why we did not remember the name of one of our fellows, a primary member of our council. Do you remember more about her now? Yes. What do you wish to know? Everything. Santi glances over to Kuju, who remains silent, but returns with several limb-over-limb movements to their throne and pulls themselves up. Santi stays standing on the ground near you, their arm behind their back, and they start to pace around the crystal pedestal in the center of the room. But first, Santi glances over to Nemo and then jerks their head towards Iva. Make sure he does not leave. Nemo gives them a nod and shifts to place himself between the door from which Iva and Veal came to ensure there's no escape. Takira's her purpose was direction. She also served as an intermediary between our people and primarily the Oculus. Why the Oculus? Because the Oculus is the most informed member of your society. They know what goes on. They see more behind the scenes than others, and they know how to keep secrets. And as you, I'm sure, are aware, we do our best to keep to ourselves. Mm. We are reluctant to allow outsiders into our midst whenever possible. Understandable, considering everything that just happened. Indeed. Santi places one hand on the rim of the crystal pedestal and leans forward, just looking at the soft blue glow, their eyes squinting a bit. What does the memory have for Dakira? The soft voice comes out again. Information not found. I suppose that tracks as much. I don't know where she is now. I remember now a conversation 
that occurred between. Their hand goes up to massage their temple. This would have been... I don't know how far to go back now. Takira worked with Jack Stavith to inform the council of the pending threat of the spectrum, as you say. And we collectively decided that in order to safeguard our existence and the continued existence of the status quo in the city, that integration was not in our best interest, which led to certain events seven years ago that you seem to be familiar with. Intimately. There's a tightness in their smile, but they incline their head. Steps were taken, and the sweepers were built up and reinforced in preparation for any further incursion. How bad were the incursions prior? I mean, if they go back almost 200 years... Not in such a substantial way that it was a pressing concern, which is why it has only more recently become an issue. Isolated incidents, stragglers here and there. Most incidents could be written off, or Dakira would handle them directly, or at least the aftermath. There were a few select individuals, such as Veal, who were designed to assist in taking care of such things. But when we knew that greater steps would be taken, we determined to reinforce those numbers in preparation of what might come after if things didn't go as we expected. Well, I don't think things went like anybody expected. No, I don't think they did. Dakira returned to us, came to us again several years after that, with certain new misgivings about our course of action, potential changes to how we might alter existing guidelines and protocol. But the situation was ramping up a bit, and so we were reluctant to make those changes. What changes were those? Their lips purse and they look down towards the crystal. Rhetoric similar to what Veal was saying, to what you're speaking of now. The acquisition of or reappropriation of redirection of their essence to redirect it in a more civilized fashion, specifically to reinforce our own communities. I can understand the logic in it. It's a pretty clean solution. As could we, but there were many uncertainties involved. There are what you might call templates for individuality, for consciousness, but too many unknowns with these. It looks like they start to say something and then stop. Individuals. There was a level of volatility that we could not sanction. (laughs) And she accepted this answer, but now I wonder if she truly did. And if we pushed her into certain choices. But I do not know. Well, wherever Jakira is now, almost assuredly topside, about 90% sure with Hilaricorp. I don't know if she defected or not. I don't know if it was willingly, unwillingly, but she covered her tracks pretty damn well on her way out, so looks like she found another way she could make things happen. She's kind of wild to me that she would be reducing herself to such volatile elemental bits if I've received some of it. I'm afraid I don't know enough to speculate with you. You seem to be far more informed than we are. That's what pounding the pavement will get you. And I would love to work jointly, but I'm going to be doing what I'm doing regardless of this meeting's outcome. 
especially considering what just happened. So normally this is where I would say, let's pick up the social challenge and do round three. Um, but to be honest, I feel like that's sort of a moot point now. Like everything that you've done, the outcome of that situation, everything has basically been in your favor. And I didn't attack nobody. Didn't attack anybody. Uh, everything you did was non-hostile, trying to be diplomatic. The Arbiter's here. The Arbiter's here, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I hesitate to just say we're ending the stuff there. But like narratively, I think that's what makes the most sense. So based on everything that you've done and all those successes, I think you have succeeded in your social challenge and we don't need to like create a random third round of you trying to convince them because you've been pretty convincing nice athena even gestures at tuka i have the support of the kassar as far as learning about rehabilitation practices and reintegration practices she is quite familiar from her work in the tunnels. I would like to utilize her knowledge to help people like me be a part of society and not dangerous just because they're coping with new abilities and new friends. A lot of hostilities born out of fear. Santi pushes themselves up, looks at you more squarely as they walk back around the crystal, the trail of their cloak fluttering a bit behind them. Yes, I think that would be the best way forward, especially considering what you've brought back to the surface, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> I would very much like to find out what happened to Dakira and where she is if she needs assistance and if she felt she needed to go to these lengths. There are many unanswered questions, but... I think for the good of our people, it is necessary for us to all work together, as you are saying. My name is Santi. Formerly, I am the senses. It is my responsibility to, to experience, to understand, to know what it feels like to be as everyone else does. And that is something that we must continue to do. And if things are as you say, and these spectrum are different and yet similar, then I think it is important for us to understand them as well. I will cast my vote for yay. And they look over to Kuju, who is up on their throne now, and they push themselves up with their large bulky frame, their orb-like oculus of an eye, the metal shutters fluttering around it to make it look more like a closed slit as it turns to look at you. I am Kuju. The form, my responsibility is understanding and exploring the ways in which we navigate the world, the shapes that we take, how they differ, and the barriers we all face. Mine are more physical barriers than social ones, but I will do what I can. I will also vote yay, as it seems there are only two of us to vote on this matter. Santi gives another small nod. I don't know what we would have done if there was a tiebreaker necessary. <laughs> they worry at their bottom lip, wave their hand towards Iva. Please come forward. And Iva crouched behind the throne, but sort of scuttles around and keeps their distance. But Nemo backs up behind them and ushers them forward a little bit more. If you have questions for this one, I would recommend you ask them now, although I will ensure they are 
available to you in the future, if necessary. Hi, Iva. Iva's eye and center mass turns to focus at you. He does not say anything. Why spying on Roja? I was directed to situate myself there. Why? It was less to keep an eye on the doctor and more to keep an eye on her friend. Your friend. Why? I am a watcher. I was told that she was a person of interest and to report on her positions by my direct superior. And who's your direct superior? Iva turns to look at Santi and Kuju, and they both give nods of inclination. I would also like to know the answer to this, Iva. They are another watcher named Deirdre. So Deirdre had you watching for Pavi? Yes. I'm sure you didn't find anything too dastardly. No, she was quite dull. I do not understand why I was watching her. Anji shifts behind you, sort of out of the corner of your eye, and you can see Anji folding her arms together, and she starts lightly tapping one foot as she's watching Iva. Athena takes a self-indulgent moment to look at Anji and just be like, hmm. Somewhere else behind you, you also feel the silent presence of Rebexi. Mm-hmm. And as you feel the presence of Rebexi's gaze on the back of your head, the scene shifts and begins to blur and ripple, and it rematerializes into the regulation waiting room slash lobby mere hours earlier, sparsely populated and has a low bustle of passersby and conversation, and Rebexi is seated behind the counter. Athena's leaning against the counter, twiddling her fingers like she's waiting for an appointment to be booked, perhaps. But we hear the mental connection picking up on a conversation that's already been going for a hot sec. So who's coming? Uh, so Roth's coming. First up, Roth's coming. Uh, Namo's coming. Anji, uh, Tuka, Zidal. Um, we might need a couple hours up front just to, before everybody goes in, just to get brains straight, everybody gathered up. But also, um, Anji told me that you told her to drop Pavi after the casino like a sack of potatoes, and I'm just wondering why. There's a long pause, even here in this mental scape, where time moves a bit slower during your communication, and Rebexi shifts to look at you in real time, her multiple eyes narrowing slightly. Because she was leading your friend down a reckless path. She was already broken enough. Aren't you glad there was something left for you to find when you came home? Besides, your grandmother insisted. And really, considering the circumstances they both found themselves in, can't you say that it might have been for the best? What, what was Anji even doing there in the first place? Was it alloy business? Was she trying to undermine the casino? What was going on? She was there of her own accord. I didn't put her under my thumb until after that particular debacle. So you might say I took it upon myself to right the ship. I would assume she was not satisfied with her lot and was seeking something more. After all, we've modeled ourselves after organics. We're far from perfect, no matter what any of us might have you think. 
It's good to have your ear to the ground and your eyes open, but not everything is a far-reaching conspiracy. Sometimes situations spiral out of hand from poor decisions and base instincts, desires. Why do I feel like that's a jab at me? Not at all. As I just said, if anything, it's a deep cut against every single one of us. We are, in many ways, our own worst enemies. Life is full of mistakes and failures. The best we can do is minimize them by being aware. Casualties and unexpected failures are all part of the data. Hmm. Athena has a lot of the wind taken out of her angry sails. Rebexi's head shifts and some of her coiled wire hair rattles in the soft bustle of the lobby. I believe I understand your anger. I don't pretend to think it was a perfect solution. It isolated her in many ways, but I think it was for both of their own good, at least in the interim. They were codependent. I don't know anything about that. Of course not. If it makes you feel any better, I didn't leave your friend completely unsupervised. Unsupervised? Well, more that I installed someone in a more official capacity to keep an eye on her on occasion, but far from constant surveillance. Rebexi, if you gave her that plan on our deck... <laughs> no, not at all. Although, I suppose the form isn't entirely inaccurate. Athena does, like, the barest hint of a duck face and eyes, like, eyebrows raised as she's, like, thinking about it, but trying to keep, like, you know, a pleasant social mask because they're in the fucking lobby of the spire. This is good practice for you. But not everything has to be a challenge and a test. Man, it'd be nice if some things weren't. She leans forward a little bit. And you would deprive me of one of my few pleasures. <sighs> Apparently. <laughs> Fine. This one doesn't matter, so I suppose I can tell you. His name is Iva. He's your doctor friend's assistant, at least officially. I thought he was an inquisitor. No. He was installed here with the unofficial duty of assisting Dr. Naveen with her work. Pavi spent much of her time here as I'm sure you understand. Yeah. It seemed a safe bet. Something unobtrusive where I could still pick up tidbits from time to time. I why... Why bother keeping tabs on her? Because she was important to you, and you are important to your grandmother. Thank you. You are welcome. We see Rebexi push herself back slightly in her chair with a very distinct shift to her posture as she nestles one arm under the elbow of the other and twiddles her wire-like fingers. And then the image begins to ripple and fade, and we find ourselves back in the Arrow Council Chamber once more. If you're a watcher, why'd you come in here with Veal? Because he offered me a different purpose, where I was not wasted watching a person of no interest. Internally, Athena's like, thank God Pavi didn't do anything sketchy. Because <laughs> she had a period of time where things could have been sketchy. And Iva shifts a little bit looking at you. 
Clearly, I am not the only one who moonlights. Gotta get side hustles where you can. It's tough out there. The iris constricts and narrows, but he says nothing. It's fun for an arrow to use the term moonlight <laughs> on a counter. <laughs> Doubt he's seen it. <laughs> it's one of those things. I don't think I have any more questions for Iva at this time, but I might in future. Goody. Santi purses their lips again. About this time, the door at the top of the chamber opens. A number of individuals walk into the room, and they're they're uh. all they're all very clearly arrow. Okay. One or two of them have the similar humanoid appearance that Anji and Santi both do with like multicolored circuitry. And some of them are more traditional looking arrow. One of them looks closer to Iva. They fan out just at the top level of the seating arrangements. And Do they wait. sit down? Yeah, they all they all sit down and wait. And you notice that most of them are carrying firearms. I would Athena say sighs audibly when she sees the guns. The ones up there, there are about eight of them. Five of them are visibly carrying firearms, and probably five of them are the same purple shade of circuitry that Veal is. And the others, there's one that's more of like an emerald green, one of them's a light orange, one of them's pink. Am I going to need a shield again? I'd rather not. I don't expect you should. Santi looks up at all of them. Sweepers, relieve your arms, please. And they all set them down. Anji's arm falls off. <laughs> yeah, Anji does not move from her position. So who hurt Nemo is a question that I still have. Who was trying to stab me literally through my spine from behind? Logic would say it was Veal. You really didn't notice? Yeah. Seven with my wound. During that exchange, you notice Iva shift visibly. He specifically looks away to be sort of nonchalant. Oh, Iva. Was that Veal? Was it somebody else? Golly, I'd love to know. He is long gone by now. I'm asking for a confirmation, not a location. With a few stern glances from Santi and Kuju, he says, yes. Does he have a base of operations? Probably, but I don't know where it is. He always came and met me or else left a drop for me. A drop? Yes. Athena rolls her, her hand in the air. An information drop with instructions. I am proud to have helped him. You are a beast. Your people, monsters. I have seen what you do. You haven't seen what I do. She says, and she's gonna let that hang. Here, roll me an intimidation. Uh, that, that failed with my minus one wound, but I would like to re-roll it because I want this guy to remember me <laughs> so he can kill me later. Six. The people contracts again and Iva falls silent, slightly hunching back in on his tentacles. Good. Well, if talks are cooling down, I believe my partner had a few questions. Maybe better to answer privately. But if we have babysitters now... She glances up at the rows of sweepers. She defaults to having her hands behind her back, like clasped on the wrist, but it's really to put pressure on her wound. <laughs> Your partner? She looks over at all. Ah, I see. There are several questions which we might need to answer more readily. I would be happy to speak with you both at length, if you wish. 
behind further closed doors, if that would make you more comfortable. It would. I will permit some of you to come, but not all. There is simply not space, and we will be venturing into more restricted areas. Athena looks at Roth and Tuka for a temperature check on that idea. Tuka's brow furrows just a little bit, like she does not seem to visibly like the idea of letting you out of her sight again. But Roth gives you a toothy smile, and he says, I think everybody will be fine right here. We can catch up. Keep a lid on everything until we got a better idea of what's going on and what needs to happen next. I need to have a word with some of our citizens, he says, turning slightly back towards the Coliseum seatings. And you can see a couple of the sweepers that are closer to the top just shrinking in on themselves a little bit. You go on, just uh, be careful. Won't be gone too long. He nods to you. Nemo and Anji... We will wait here for you. Don't worry about us. I hope you'll find what you're looking for. We'll see. Yes, we will. She gives Anji specifically a look that says, Hey, thanks. She has a sarcastic look on her face at first, but you do get a genuine side smile out of it, and she inclines her head a little bit. Nice. She holds her left arm up and just flexes the hand visibly, cracks the knuckles sniffs and turns back to the other sweepers. It just sounds like screws jangling together. <laughs> <laughs> Athena holds a hand out for Zidal and jerks her head a little bit gently. Santi gestures their arm towards the door that Iva and Veal came through. Kuju swings themselves back down off of the throne once more. Santi presses a button on the pedestal for the crystal and it begins to go back down into the floor. The large monitor above the thrones flickers off, and they walk over towards the doorway, which opens as she approaches. If you would like to follow me, I can take us somewhere a bit more quiet. That'd be great. Do you have an ice pack? I'm sure we can find something for you. Great. The door leads to a long corridor that splits into a number of hallways that skewer off in different directions. Quickly takes a couple of memorized turns that also seem to be leading you down, feeds out into a larger room, looks like a combination conference and supply room, with several different configurations of chairs, like there are a few that are quite big, one or two that are much smaller. Are they like some of those rearrangeable ones with like the panels where you can just... Absolutely, (sighs) they're clearly mechanical in nature. And Santi begins to root through the cabinet. Kuju, as you guys are walking down the hall, Their movement pattern changes a number of times. There's a period where they're walking sort of spider-like limbs, and then all their legs start to fold together until they're rolling more like a ball. Mm, That's cool. And then there's a few where they just are swinging sort of like on vines. But when you get into this room, they roll into one of the larger chairs and then plop up and are seated at the head of one of the tables. Santi comes out with some basic medical supplies. If you wish, I... Can take a look at that for you? Oh, sure, if it's not a bother. I'm not a quarry healer, but I do have knowledge of anatomy. Well, you'd need to with your job. Indeed. Athena rolls one of the chairs over and flips it like a cool kid, going to the opposite way, but also to give access to her back. Which also, you know, it doesn't look great. It's got a lot of scars, because when she was blown up that one time. Okay, well, Santi got a nine. Damn. So as this conversation happens, it only takes 10 minutes to do. So as this conversation happens, 
Santi is just working on Athena's back, you know, dabbing at it with an aloe. They pull out a small scalpel-looking thing to pare away some of the skin. They have a bandage ready. And then eventually they do get you a small ice pack from one of the supplies. See, the Coriolis is nice because it's numbing. Zadal has been silent this whole time while following you down here, but takes a seat next to you. Doesn't move very far from your side. Oh yeah, she's she's staying in his vicinity at all times. Mm -hmm. And as Santi is dabbing at your back, you guys just begin to talk. And they say, I can imagine you have many questions, and I will give you whatever answers I can, but... I will raise one point now, which is that I believe we may have something else to look into with the memory. If it's missing information or information has been removed or changed or blocked, then we need to take a closer look. I mean, it's psionic, right? On some levels, yes, but it is still an information database. It is, it is not a true arrow. It is not sentient in the same way that we are. It is a repository for many things, so it can be impartial, but I suspect that Takira may have done something on her way out if some of it has been removed or changed, and so we need to go take a look at it. Sidol, you are a psionic, so I imagine you can help us with this process. And given your close affinity with Miss Sedaris, I don't know who else we can trust to do this right now, so if you ask your questions, I will answer them, but then we have more work to do. Athena looks over to Zadal, because that's more of a him answer than an Athena affirmative. We see Zadal in his chair. The chair has boosted him up, so he's sitting at the same level. Maybe one of his hands is out, clutching yours as you are worked on. But he seems very uncertain, very distant, very spacey right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't even really know where to start, to be honest. Uh, can, can you help me? Yeah, um... Is, uh, is the memory, did it exist pre-Arrow, or was it something constructed by you? You get a shot of Santi dabbing against your back, their eyes just focused. The memory was constructed by the Arrow. It is a tool we use. We designed it in order to help structure ourselves, our society, to better meet the needs of our people, to hold capture information, to retain the knowledge for future use. It is incredible. I don't know why Takira would want to kneecap it, but I, I'm i going to continue looking for, at least for closure on the situation, find out how I happened. I hope you find the answers you're seeking. Do you want me to bring her back if I find her? If you are able, if you think it would be a good idea. In many ways, she's like a sister to me. We've known each other for a very long time. It pains me to think that she felt the need to take these steps, and I don't know exactly why she did. So, I have my own questions I would like answered, but the needs of my people come before my own needs. She colluded in a murder of uh, former Oculus, Jack Stavith. What? And was trying to bust Silas out of the city on the night the mine collapsed, and now it has me wondering if the mines were an inside job, if the purple is stemming from Alara Corp like it seems to be which is troubling. And I hadn't put too much credence in that thought before I saw how much information she'd stolen away with her on her way out. I don't know what to say to that. She and Jack Stavith were close. They worked together for years, and she was 
very fond of him. She was the reason we held him up as an exemplar. An exemplar of what? An exemplar to our people is an organic individual who holds qualities that we would want to pass on to our people. Someone worthy of being... I Integrated. Suppose, I suppose you could say a role model, yes. So, from this point forward, I will ask you to keep certain information to yourself. I think a level of transparency is warranted at this stage, especially given everything that's happened, but there are certain things that we would still prefer to keep to ourselves. Of course. For certain individuals, exemplars, for example, we have our psionics essentially take a map of their consciousness for storage, for record-keeping purposes. We can hold it for a later time, either as um, a font of information, or else the seed for a new personality. Squeezes Zedal's hand a bit there. He squeezes back. Or, in very rare circumstances, a one-for-one recreation. I find that to be distasteful, and so it's not done very often, but Jack Staveth, a map of his existence was created and stored and for certain privileged individuals there is a a specific type of augmentation that was developed called a resonance emitter if someone possesses a resonance emitter it links their psionic consciousness to the map that we've created and if they were to perish yes it would act as a beacon potentially allow them to filter back to safety. It's limited, of course, range, but we rarely leave the city, so it was a way to safeguard certain individuals. Like Kusi? Santi purses their lips again. There's a slight jab in your back as the scalpel slips a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, it's a bit different for Arrow, since we are all made that way, but... For some of our watchers, such as Akusi, yes, we have a way of gathering remnants. Zadal looks over to Santi and you can almost see them exchange a look behind your back. You can almost feel it happening. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me. I mean, I'm I'm not Akusi, but I, I got part of him, something like that. Is that about right? Santi nods. Yes, that's about right, I believe. Zadal's hand clenches yours again. Oh, yeah. Athena keeps hers firm like a rock so he can squeeze away. She's good. You guys lapse back into silence as Santi dabs some gauze at the wound and then moves to grab a bandage and apply it and starts to strip off the adhesives with long like... So the people that New Arrow are made out of, is it just... Is it to replicate, like, an organic experience with important people in our lives as we grow up? Or is it just, I don't know, tactful ways to say anything a lot of the time? You may speak frankly. Certain barriers of communication are inefficient, although I appreciate your attempt to be tactful. Sadal's been through a lot. There's a lot of questions and a lot of wondering. And a lot of sleepless nights. But if... (sighs) Is it really beneficial to hide these facts from your people if that's how you're all made? We are not all made that way. We are reconfigurations of ideas, of wants, of purpose. 
but we are not all copies of others. We are not all even large fragments of others. We are not fully randomized, but our essence is unique. Typically, most arrow are pulled from a common source and influenced by the memory itself as they learn and experience and get the ability to make their own choices. But it is not common that individuals are replicated or even pulled wholesale. That is why the circumstance is a bit more extreme. But as I said, I am not directly in charge of that process. Athena looks over to Kuju. Is that what you do? In part, there is no true determination. The reason for creating more arrow is protean. Sometimes it is for a specific purpose. If we need more sweepers, for example, then we have a purpose in mind. Essence is filtered that way. It's difficult to explain. In good times, when we simply have the capacity for greater growth, it's most beneficial to allow the new arrow to choose their own purpose, rather than orienting towards a specific goal. But if we do orient towards a specific goal, it is never forced. It's more a matter of calling out to an individual who desires something similar already. Thoughts and feelings and memories and emotions that come together in a matching resonance or configuration. Sometimes you just vibe. There's a, a long beat of silence, and then Kuju says, Yes. <laughs> Among my other duties, I work with New Arrow to obtain the form they desire, and to make alterations for existing Arrow as they desire. What are New Arrow like before they have a form? It depends on the Arrow. If you wish it, I will take you to the creation chambers. Her eyes light up. Because I don't think she can stop that. She's just curious. Yeah. But she also knows she's there for a job. Yeah, let's walk and talk. I'm feeling so much better. I'm glad. Thank you. You're welcome. You have shown nothing but polite decorum since coming here, even when met with violence. I am ashamed at the steps our people took today. But... I suppose it means we are what we wanted to be, if we are flawed. I will allow Kuju to lead us. And Kuju rolls out of their seat again, takes the door at the far end of the room. This way. Okay. Another hallway leads to a set of stairs. It leads out into a much larger chamber. This room is dark when you enter, but Kuju hits a switch on the wall. Some dim tracks of light erupt overhead. And you are in not a terribly wide room, 30 feet across, but it's very long and it's very straight from where you start. Rows of shelves lining both sides of the wall. Along all of these rows are small pedestals and holders that hold different quarry crystals. All shapes and all sizes. Everything is just lined up along the walls. And Kuju says, I call this room the memory hive. Hmm. We keep specific bits of consciousness, including the maps of exemplars and others. Are the exemplars labeled? Can she see? I don't think anything is labeled in such a way. Athena walks over to the wall with Zidal because she's not she's not letting him go in the lion's den, as it were. Things are like 
hunky-dory right now, but it could not be in the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. But I think she walks up to the wall of crystals, her free hand touching just like just under her lips, like thoughtfully. Wow. Does it feel different standing here? With your affinity to Corey, you can definitely feel that there's just residual ambient energy here. You're part Vel, you have the danger sense, so mm -hmm. like on some level you have that like little tingle. Yeah. It's not telling you you're in danger, but like... Something's weird. There, You can feel something here, for yeah. sure. Roll, roll your, uh, roll your essence die. I'd love to. Seven. Yeah, you definitely have, uh, have oh, some... Oh, no, it's an eight, because I eight got healed. With a raise. <laughs> if you were formally using a power, you're sure that you would get something. But being in here, you can feel the presence of this energy or something. It's difficult to explain, but it's a resonance. Are they all different colors? Yeah, it's it's quite varied. Different configurations. Some of them are more jagged crystals. Some of them have been worn down into a spherical pattern. The deeper you get into the room, they're also not all crystals. There are a couple of jars that are just filled with neon liquid and everything's a different color. I mean, any any shade you can imagine here, and they're they're not organized in any particular way. Everything's just sort of a set up. All about. Mm -hmm. They're neatly organized on these shelves, and they're spaced enough that they're not knocking into each other. Like there is method there, but there's no uniformity to their color or shape or even configuration. A few of them that are stoppered bottles that have swirling quarry mist inside. Cool. Predominantly, they are crystals. Okay, that makes sense. Would you like to roll smarts? Yeah, I'm so good at smarts. I got a d6 smarts. Why wouldn't I be good at rolling smarts? <laughs> ah, I got a four. Nice. <laughs> probably just ease. Like, it's probably easier to just keep a solid item rather than a jar that could be spilled or broken or have gas escape from or something like that. Athena walks down the row and just starts talking. I don't know if uh, any arrow made it as far up top as Toshi. They have thunderstorms all the time and it hits the sand on the beach and it makes quarry glass and the whole city is just stained glass. And it looks like this every sunset and it's real nice. Kuju turns towards you as you're talking and they say, We do not have any stored memories of Toshi as far as I'm aware, but it sounds... Majestic. If you go to the surface and you're able to return with some of this glass, I would be most interested to see it. You got it. Examine its properties. I could do many things with it, I'm sure. I can start a supply line. Hmm. Kuju's emotions are hard to read because of the just the doesn't have like a face or <laughs> yeah. anything like that, but they definitely seem to perk up a little bit at that. Interested. I can have that start up within the week. Your eagerness is admirable. We are a cautious people. Understandably so. We will appreciate your patience and understanding as well. Yeah, Kuju only pauses as long as you're interested in looking at something, but never, like, encourages you to touch. And you didn't say you were trying oh, to no, touch. Oh, so no, yeah. she's more touching her own face and like, wow, kind of like starstruck, a little dazzled. Mm -hmm. This is cool. Mm -hmm. It's very pretty. Mm -hmm. And the weight of this trust letting her in here is not lost on her. And Sadal is still holding your hand here if you guys are walking together, mm -hmm. but 
he is just looking around as in awe as you are, taking in everything and probably just at a loss for words. Your group moves through this neon cathedral of stored purpose and personality towards another set of doors at the end of the room. Another set of stairs that leads into now a much wider room. And these are all pretty industrial looking rooms. They're either lined with stone or metal carved out of the earth itself. Very secure looking. Yeah, I mean, we're so far underground at this point. I mean, we're already underground in a cave and now we went further underground. Yeah, you're decently underground at this point. This room is filled with what can only be described as a number of assembly line conveyor belts. And as the lights flicker to life, it's also important you guys have not encountered any other arrow down here. Mm. Like there's there's nobody manning these stations and nothing is actually happening in this room when you guys enter. But there's just a lot of conveyor belts. And as you look around, there are just pieces lying here and there, bits of metal and polymer and cracked open shells, stations with exposed wiring, robotic limbs around and several forms that are partway through construction. Hmm. I don't have a clever name for this room, but this is where I construct forms. I have all the tools I need here to create and recreate as necessary. Sounds like a forge to me. <laughs> then perhaps I should call it the forge. Kuju indicates off to one side. I have something akin to a gymnasium through there where we can test out the new pieces. Do you test them yourself, or is it for new folks? Both. Oh. If I'm performing research, I like to test the materials out myself, but while I am capable of working on myself, it can be hazardous. Continues moving through the room, and at the far end, there is another door that is open, and through it, you can see another room beyond that is lined with walls of different firearms, a couple of different martial weapons. Athena respects the spread. <laughs> yes, especially efficient for our sweepers. Many have weapon integrations in their systems. Anji makes prosthetics. Did she work with you? Is that just a hobby? <laughs> Most arrow work with me at some point. While it might be more of a hobby for her, she is very talented. I'll say. She, she wiggles her own arm. Worked here with me on a number of occasions. Did you know she has her own integration? Uh, yes. <laughs> I was aware. I see. Then I'm glad I did not spoil the surprise. I mean, she might have some more, so who knows? Kuju leads you deeper and deeper. More doors, more staircases. Is this one circular? Yes. Actually. Yes! <laughs> oh, not the stairway, I'm sorry. Fuck! <laughs> no, it just goes straight down. It does lead to a circular room this time. Oh. It's a bit wider. There are two doors in this room, one on your left and one on your right. And Kuju says, We're approaching what I call the sentience pit. Excuse me? The sentience pit. It is where essence is distilled from. Huh. Do I, should I, should I take precautions? I will simply ask that you not touch anything. Pants free, she says, even though she's got one hand busy currently. The door on your right is open. Within, you can see there's a very faint magenta glow. Mm -hmm. The door on the left is closed and sealed. And Kuju indicates the door on the right that is already open. 
Athena Tixel steps over there, figuring it's probably more azalea colored than other stuff she's seen. That would be accurate. There's a familiar prickling in your nostrils. Would you like to roll me a notice? Yeah, fives all around. There's definitely a familiar energy to the air. Maybe that ozone that you've come to equate with the scent of Cory in your immediate surroundings, or just permeating the area, leads you through the door at the end of the room again and down yet another set of stairs. She gives it all's hand a squeeze as they walk over to take a peek into the sentience pit. This one is a spiral staircase that goes down. And as you continue going down, the light gets brighter and brighter. And you emerge into a relatively small room, 12 by 12 in total. Just enough room for a battle map. <laughs> Die. They're going to push her to the pit. They're going to jole her. You're going to jole me? Huh? You're going to jole me My like this? My shins. My shins hurt. So you guys enter into this room and there is at the far end a square basin against the wall. So it's sort of like a U shape. It's just this slowly churning green liquid spearing up from both sides are two quite large Cory crystals, one of which is the same vibrant color as the city's main crystal and Azalea, and the other of which is more of the electric yellow, and it's much smaller than the pink-purple crystal. There are several tiny pedestals holding various sizes and shapes of Cory crystals that are close to the larger pink-purple and yellow crystals, and occasionally there are these little tethers of energy or even lightning that just jump from the large crystals to the small crystals. The smaller crystals gives like a little flash or glow and then it dissipates. Yeah. There are a number of those crystals also just floating in the green liquid mm. with similar occasional flickers of light. Does the green liquid look similar in tone to the river they saw really, really far below them outside the barrier wall? Yes. Hmm. How did you direct all of this here? Crystals have to be shaped and rivers have to be fed. I know it was a long process. It took place before my existence. I'm afraid I don't know the exact answer to that. They might have tunneled down here and discovered them and simply created the room and the facility around them hmm. as a means to cultivate the energy. Do they fluctuate in color? Is it pretty standard? The liquid has always been green. The crystals change occasionally. Blue to magenta, huh? Yes. How did you know this? Mine crystal. Hmm. My grandfather uh, is the curator. Yes, of course. That would make sense, I suppose. I was trained to be a siphon when I was a kid. Turns out it wasn't quite for me. Maybe I should have stuck with it. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Who knows? It would have been very boring. Then that is a good indication that it was not your passion or your calling, because we rarely are bored by our passions. That's true. Was the yellow always here? I do not know. It is much smaller. It's possible that it was a more recent addition. We use what we have available. So sparks of purpose just come on out? It is... Difficult to quantify. The energy that is harvested or the essence that is gathered 
There's no way of knowing what it will be until it's further examined and cataloged, categorized. But if you wish to view it that way, then I would say, yes, whatever is accumulated or gathered has greater meaning or desire, purpose. The raw energy itself does not have will as we might imagine it, or we do not believe it to. Kuju, for the first time, turns and looks at Santi, and they exchange a look. Athena raises an eyebrow between them, just looking back and forth. Santi shrugs at you. I... I don't know. This is all a bit upended. I mean, it's no different for organics. We started evolving at a rapid rate. Who knew what to do with that? True enough. It's a different kind of life. So I, uh... I, I came from here? Is that... Is that what happened? Yes. Your essence was gathered here, taken upstairs, where you were able to sift and become who you are now. The process is different for all of us. He just stands and continues holding your hand. You okay? He nods, but he doesn't say anything. He's just staring at the crystals. But yeah, nod's good enough for her today. Let me tell you, it's been a wild one. <laughs> there is also a monitor on the right wall and a number of cables running from each of the crystal pedestals up like to plugins beneath the monitor itself. Hmm. And then one or two running from that pit of liquid as well. And as you guys are in there, the monitor is flickering with images that are very blurry or generally indistinct and occasionally much crisper but they're all frozen moments of objects or things or places. Some of the more blurry ones, they're, they're sort of like blurry GIFs. Okay. Like you can see something happening, but there's really quite a range on how crisp they come through. Sometimes they're like the vague semblance of a humanoid form or you see a face maybe smiling, but the detail on the eyes is indistinct, so mm. you could like never tell exactly what was going on. And then very occasionally, you get something that's completely crisp and pristine, like a photographic memory snapshot of something. So that's sifting? Kuju nods. Yes, it's parsing information, gathering it. But not sharing? Is it, is it distilling information from the quarry or giving it to the cores? A bit of both. Huh. It can interpret some of the energy resonance and feedback information that it deems related or similar. Like a feedback loop? Yes, perhaps. An algorithm for interests. <laughs> that may be the best descriptor. Make me one one more notice. Yeah. That's a no. Okay. Athena wants to start heading back up the stairs. Sure. Yep, you get she up. assumes that they'll probably want her to lead the pack to guard the downstairs. I think that's probably a safe assumption. You guys get up there, and there's the sealed door on your right, and then the staircase leading back up on your left. She gestures at the right door. Is that where you keep the memory, we said? Or where the sifting is done? Is that where we're heading? There's a long moment of silence between Kuju and Santi as they look at you, and then at the door, and then at each other, and then back at the door. And Kuju walks over to the door pulls up a little slide panel on the side and presses the button once or twice and nothing happens. And the door doesn't budge. 
You guys don't remember there being a door there, do you? I did not until a moment ago, no. Okay, um... Is the door metal by any chance? Uh, it is, yes. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Athena cracks her knuckles, letting Zadal's hand go for a second and says, I can take care of that if you want. can get us all in there. They exchange another look and then Santi waves their arm forward for you to proceed and gives a firm nod, their brows furrowed. Athena walks up to the door, tippy toes, her finger up the door frame and just drags her finger down slowly and it peels back like peeling an orange with That's a little cool. more gusto, just wrenches it open side to side. You peel it open and as you push your arms wide and enter the space, you're immediately hit in the face with a blast of orange quarry vapor. Ooh, bad. Bad times. How am I feeling? It wasn't like a burst that pushes against you. It's more like as soon as you open the air, it starts to seep out. Okay, Athena puts her stuff in front of her face, like a mask, without a mask. She just gestures in there. I don't know if that's safe. We could go in or we could, you know, maybe we just need to outgas it's, if it's been closed for three years. You are likely the most vulnerable out of the three of us. I'm a trooper. Very well. Athena steps inside. All right. So you walk down the stairs. It's a straight shot. The vapor gets thicker as you reach the bottom, 10 feet down. It's an open room, the same size as the other one that you were just in. There are no crystals in this one. There's just this same horseshoe-shaped pool. This time, the quarry is orange, bubbling, and it's clearly dissipating up into this gaseous vapor that's been rising. There's also a monitor, this time on the left side of the room, and a single cable running down to the pool of Cory right there. But this time there are no crystals or anything down here. There's just this broken metal husk that is splayed out inside the horseshoe-shaped divot. What the fuck? It's like two-thirds of a humanoid metal form missing the left arm. The right arm is broken off at the elbow, and you can see the forearm and hand are actually on the floor next to it. Both of the legs, they look super flimsily made, hanging over the edge, also both in disrepair, wires just hanging off of it, threadbare. It's kind of like a metal skeleton. There is a head, and the head is... Oh, does it swivel? Does it turn to us? It just barely turns and looks in your direction. Oh, God! Athena takes a stagger step back and goes, fuck. The head is probably the most fully formed, but still not very. Can you make me a notice? Uh-huh. Oh, not so you didn't get it. I didn't get it. It's generally humanoid, and it only has a single ocular hole, cyclopean, in the center of its head. And it's like this faded red-orange. Hello? Silence. Athena looks back at everybody behind her. You look down and right off to the left of the entrance is like a metal foot lying on its own there. And you can clearly tell that one of the legs is missing a metal foot. Kuju has stopped as they're the bulkiest and furthest back. Santi is right behind you and places the one hand over their mouth as they look on and shock. And Zadal is behind you with a hand mm -hmm. on your hip. Yep. And completely stunned silence as well. 
What is this? A murder? I I don't even know. What? Why? Why are they broken up? Were, was this a person? Was this already a person? Was this just a? Was this a shell? Is it? The head of the being in the pool swivels a little bit more to the <laughs> right towards the monitor on the wall, and uh -huh. the the screen flickers and this blurry image comes up. Athena squints at it. It's just indistinct. It's you see this fog start to form together, trying to almost make letters, but it's indistinct. Damn. I mean, whatever it is, is sentient enough to, to try and be, be communicating. Um, I don't, I, 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 I can't help at all right now. I, I don't think there's anything I can do. Um, if, if it's sentient, should we try to talk to it? Probably, if it's in a locked room that people can't remember, that seems really important. Okay, I can try to connect us all psionically. Okay, okay, okay. Zidal's just staring at this thing, his hand practically crushing yours. Zidal takes a tentative step forward and kneels down, and the head with the red-orange oculus eye turns to focus on him. Hey, um, we're, we're here, we're friends, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna try to help you, uh, I'm gonna try to connect this all with psionics, I don't know if you understand me at all, but, you know, if we, we're not here to hurt you, so, just hang on, okay? So Zadal has his hands on the head, and Athena's got her hands on Zadal's shoulders, so it's like a weird conga line <laughs> of stress. Do you want all of you guys to be connected, or is this just you and Zadal or what? Uh, she doesn't want to compromise a governing body if this thing is a virus or something. Okay. She doesn't know. It's been marinating down here in Cory for years. That's fair. That's that's a worry. Do you want to tell them that or is that? Yes, she shouts that <laughs> back. Very well. Santi straightens up a little bit and says, I would like one of us to be present. I will, I will do that. That way Kuju can be separate and if something goes wrong, we won't be fully compromised, as you say. Santi walks forward and places a hand on your shoulder and gives you a soft squeeze, but then looks forward with determination. Then we get slurped. We make a roll for Zidal to see if he crit fails. Oh boy. Oh boy. I ain't got an eight. Okay. All right. The scene shifts and fades as the orange vapors swirl around you and your vision begins to dim. You feel that familiar heat brimming on your forehead and your temples at Zidal's psionic presence, which I presume you allow. It's almost as welcoming at this point as an icy hot patch, just. <laughs> the scene around you is dark at first. There's nothing to be seen, although you can sense Zidal and Santi and a fourth presence nearby. And then there's a voice around you. You know, I didn't know how long this day would take to come, but I thought it would eventually. Hello? Hello. What's your name? I do not have a name. How did you end up here? That is a 
more interesting question. May I know your name first? My name's Athena. I'm Sidol. And I'm Santi. And why are you here? What is your purpose? Investigating? Follow that line of thought. What are you investigating? Why a room was psychically ripped out of people's brains. And what will you do if you find the answer? Hard to say till we know what the answer is. I'm less and less inclined to be a trigger finger. I understand. Then step into my office. The room starts to swirl a little bit. It's like two double doors open in front of you. And this time you are in a long, somewhat familiar office with a square table, a tube of red energy, a back wall of red quarry. There's a figure sitting at the table with their legs up on the desk. Is it Jack Stavith? The form that you see sitting there, it kind of looks like a hybrid of Jack Stavith and Zadal. That's wild. And the color scheme is like a red-orange. And he waves a hand in front of you, and several chairs appear. Make yourselves at home, please. Okay. Love to. It's not as though I'm going anywhere. Yep, Athena just goes and plops right down. I feel like she doesn't have her fancy clothes on in her brain, because it's, why would she? It's just a tank top and jeans. It's a brain. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) She's going to be comfortable. Yeah, I think Zadal is wearing his typical trench coat duster, and Santi wearing the same clothing that you saw. They follow behind you a bit more slowly, but Zadal follows up behind you and stands a little in front and just stares. I know who you three are, of course. Oh, yeah? All I can do is know. Mm, that's That's a little cryptic. I know. It's all I have, you see. So... Being cryptic or the knowledge? Both. Mm. I appreciate you humoring me. He pushes himself up to his feet. He's a little bit taller than Zadal, but they have, like, the same general form. Hmm. Like, the facial structure is basically the same. The hairstyle's a little different. Instead of it being more swept back, it's a bit shaggier and hangs loose. Hmm. But he takes strides around the table and then, hands in his pockets, leans against the front of the desk and waits for you to ask another question. This is kind of a big deal for me. Yeah, it seems like it. And I can understand, because how long have you been down here? Several years, I think. It's difficult to gauge the passage of time, you see. I'm connected only loosely to the memory, so I get bits and pieces. I can filter some information, but my ability to communicate is truncated. So who are you? I suppose I'm the remnants of a man named Jex Davith, an adversary that went by the name of Sahir, and a third whose name was Vaz. Speaking politely, I suppose I'm scraps that were remnants or vestiges of their struggle. I have some memories 
that I will share with you, if you ask. But I'm afraid I won't have all the answers you seek. And my knowledge may be spotty at best. But if I do so, you must promise me to grant a request at the end of our conversation. Who does it seem like he's asking that to? He's looking at Athena right now. Athena. Well, that is my job now. So. So I heard. Very entertaining, by the way. What do you mean? He points a finger towards the ceiling. As I said, all I can do is watch. Entertainment has been fleeting. Were you just watching through the through the memory? Yes. As I said, I'm loosely connected to the memory. I can absorb information more than I can send it. I suppose you could say I'm something of a television enthusiast, <laughs> for what it passes down here, at least. So, a new job for you. I suppose I still count as Arrow, so does that make you my advocate as well? I would assume. I would be honored if you would take that under consideration, given that this is a bit of a special case. It'll be good practice for you. You should take on the hardest stuff first, generally. (laughs) Something tells me this won't be your hardest test given everything else I've seen you deal with. Well, we can always hope. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Words to live by and die by. Athena just leans back in her chair and says, nothing's killed me yet. And I'll raise a glass to that. And they raise their hand up into the air where a small crystalline goblet materializes out of nothing and they point their left pointer finger towards all three of you, and glasses sort of appear out of nothingness in the air in front of you. And then they point at the red cylinder of Cory, and the crack spreads. Red liquid starts to pour out of it, but it floats perfectly nebulously through the air and fills all of the goblets and then reseals itself. They sit there and raise it up to you and dump it all over themselves. Yes, appropriately macabre, thank you. Well, I'm already swimming in it. Maybe that's why Athena has a weird feeling of vertigo in here. Ambiently. Could be. Floaty. I like that. Probably also the vapor she's breathing in in meat space. Mm Mm-hmm. That can't be good for her. Maybe not. Would you like to make a vigor roll for me, by the way? Yeah. Time passes. Any modifiers? Nope. Straight up. With your minus one penalty. Yeah, that's a fail. Um, <laughs> I do have two bennies left. I feel like I should spend one. It's up to you. I'm not here to tell you what to spend your bens on. Uh, that's also a fail. I might need that last benny. I don't know. Okay. I'll take that fail. Because what if I have to persuade them? With that, Athena, the scene doesn't change, but the edges start to get just a little fuzzier. It reminds you vaguely of when you were in Halarishi's mind mm. and in the memories and everything was just a little blurrier. It's not quite that abstract. Everything's still clear and defined, but the edges are starting to lose some of their sharpness. As people move, there's just a faint trail behind them, like that long exposure trail kind of. Oh, that's cool. But very, it, it fades quickly, but when things are in motion, you can see the blur, the swirl behind it as though dragging through time. That makes her stomach a little churny. She leans forward and tries not to look uncomfy, but probably looks a little, a little uncomfy, a little out of it. 
looks at her glass and tries to remember if she drank any. She did not. I won't be offended if you need to pour it out. After all, this is a mental escape. If your mind wants to make it real, it will. But you're in control if you have the willpower. That checks out. Ask your questions, and I will answer as best I can. Why was Jack Stavith murdered? He looks up, raising his chin to look into the red cylinder that swirls with light. He moves over and puts a hand on it, four-fingered, slightly larger, and a number of cracks appear in the cylinder. Jack Stavith, I believe, was murdered in a conspiracy to reorient control of the city. Sahir, along with Vaz, assaulted him in his office, and in their struggle he wrenched what remnants of their essence he could as he died. So he tried to seal him away? I can't say for certain. I think that Davith's intention was likely to spare his protege, or to free him of this influence. I don't know if he was successful, but I do know that he brought something with him. What do you mean, who brought something with him? Silas? Jax? Both. Silas brought Sahir to confront Jax Davith, and then Davith pulled Sahir with him as he died. Or at least, that's what makes the most sense to me. I know that Davith had some sort of installation that filtered his consciousness through death and pulled him back to this spot here. Fuck. Indeed. When they arrived, their essence continued to quarrel. They were separate enough entities that they retained their consciousness through a psionic struggle. You seem to know Davith, so you're aware he was a powerful psionic. Yeah. The short version is, Davith was familiar with the arrow creation process, forced himself into a body, and, while struggling with Sahir, set about to make as much damage control as possible. So he, he jettisoned his soul into an arrow? From from his office where he was fighting for his life? I think you give him a bit more credit than is due. I'm just trying to make sense. But that is essentially correct. He waves a hand. The scene around you changes, and it's just like a giant swirling orange vortex of this energy rushing past you all. And you're still sitting in the same positions like you were in the office. Like nothing has shifted or changed but you can see this column of energy moving around you. It's like you're going down a slide and it starts to shift and bend and change. And you can hear these phantasmal screeches and wails in the background, cries of pain, and then a few peals of this manic laughter. That sort of halts Athena in her tracks as she processes through that. What part of Shadow Man got locked away then? I don't know. I only knew that they came together, trapped in the same form, waves a hand down at himself, and continued tearing at each other like rabid dogs until there was nothing left of either except pieces that eventually coagulated into me. Athena's uncomfy. 
I know Sahir wrenched control long enough to infect the memory. During the arrow creation process, they select specific components that enable them in their pursuits. So, through the use of both hacking and psionics, they created what you might refer to as a virus to delete or alter certain truths. To what end, I don't know or remember, but he ensured to break that form so that I could never leave, although I don't expect they thought there would be anything left at the end of their struggle. Holy shit. Yes, I know this must be a lot for you. She puts up a hand. All right, guy, don't be shitty with me right now. Points a finger at you and says, I think I've earned that right. Well, you know, we've all earned some things today. Holds hands up. Does a few golf claps. Athena looks at Santi. What do you do when the memory's compromised? Doesn't seem like it's a thing that's ever supposed to be compromised. It has never happened before. This is unprecedented. I didn't know such a thing was even possible. Well, it's not been done before, to my knowledge, if that's any solace to you. But we are in a brave new world, straddling the lines of code and consciousness, thought and memory. Makes you feel any better? As far as I know, this is as deep as that particular rabbit hole goes. At least, in so much as what has been fed back to me, or that I've seen here. How do you mean? I'm aware of this tampering, but nothing else specifically. But then again, my interpretation might be flawed. After all, you know what I am. Put whatever credence in me that you wish. You said they were trying to shuffle up leadership. Was it just a coup for Silas to rise to power? This... Jex, not Jex, walks around the desk and sits back down in the large chair, pushing themselves back and hoisting their feet to plop back on the top of the desk with a soft grunt of, I don't know. I know that their goal was to kill Jex Davith. I believe Sahir threw a greater wrench into the process, or perhaps skewed things in a way that Vaz did not expect. I know that that woman you spoke of, Dakira, was also involved. Although I don't know to what extent or to which end. Mm. I'm, I'm going to call for a chaos roll here. Okay. And I'm going to say, roll me a d8 and a d6. Did they blow up? They both did. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, they blow up. This one blew up again. Oh my god. It's a 17. Okay. And a, a 9. So 17. A success with three raises. That's a good chaos roll for you. So with that specific number, I will allow you to get four concrete answers out of this situation. Four, oh, man. Four specific pieces of information, as long as it would be something that this entity would know based on where they come from. Okay. So like anything these three mixed up dudes would know if, if it's something that he would be capable of knowing i will give you an honest answer as the gm as oh like a gosh. vestige of information that he would get either from jex davis consciousness sahir's consciousness or silas's consciousness from that point in time or before okay athena's gonna be exceedingly selfish with the first one 
Was there any brain fuckery with Joel before he dropped to split up Lyresha? I know that if it came down to it, Jex Davith would have, but he was able to speak with and convince Joel of that truth. I don't know how much of it was convincing or how much they arrived to naturally together, but no, he jumped of his own free will. Athena physically deflates into her chair for a second and just rubs her temples, making peace with a nugget of info she never thought she'd get because this guy was fucking in the ground. Never thought you'd get it either, and but here go. <laughs> he's still underground, That's so. True. Make no mistake, Jex Davith would do whatever necessary to ensure the safety of this city as he saw it. I can tell you he was relieved that he did not need to. <laughs> Ominously put down one of your four fingers upraised. Yeah, that's a good chaos roll. That's a good chaos roll. Why don't I roll this yellow one more often? As you're sitting there thinking, he looks over to Zadal and says, You look a little blue around the gills there. Athena opens her eyes, like snaps open, like an animal that was woken up from a peaceful sleep as she's just rubbing her temples, trying to think of another question and very purposefully hooks her leg around Zadal's ankle in front of him. Zadal stiffens next to you, shoves his hands in his pockets to the extent that he's pushing down on the coat and making it more taut, and then pulls his finger out and jams it at the individual sitting across from you all. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe you're just a red herring. Maybe this is all bullshit, and you're just trying to pull the wool over eyes. Maybe all of this is just trappings, distractions. This, are, are we really going to say to you and believe this? I mean, this is, doesn't this feel a little convenient? We find out all this crap about me and then, oh, look here, lo and behold, there's this other version of what may be kind of me that's just in the basement, locked away, forgotten, who just happens to know all of this stuff and who's happy to talk to us. Seem normal? Oh, is it all what's even normal anymore? Zadal just starts to pace on your side of the room, just back and forth, head lower to the ground, shoulders tight. There's just a lot to consider. Yes, I don't mean to ruffle any feathers. I know this is a lot to take in. Yeah, a lot, a lot to take in. Well, uh, I am, uh, I don't know that I am taken in at this time. And if you know anything about me, you'd know the, how messed up all this is. So, yeah, that's a fair point. I know a lot about you. I know a lot about Ms. Sedaris here. But there's a lot that we need to speak about. And you know as well as I do that she has questions that need to be answered. So if you want to throw it all away and have a tantrum, then by all means, there's nothing I can do to stop you. You can create your own door to walk through at any time but I know she's staying. She's too curious not to. All right, all right guy, you, you know me. Why shouldn't I? All of his recollections have been fed back into the memory, tampered with and doctored though they were. I could see the truth. If there's one thing I can do, it's see what is shown to me. I'm not passing judgment, but... I know at least as much about you as he did the last time he came to visit. Just keep that in mind. Is that a threat or a promise? 
It's a statement of fact, Miss Sedaris. Get upset about it if you will. How could I possibly threaten you? <laughs> Athena, as the conversation flow continues, can you make me another notice, please? Am I at any penalties? Because nope. that was an eight. An eight is a success of the raise. The room is shifting around you. You guys had been in this vortex of orange light with those phantasmal voices in the background. And the scene reasserts itself back into the office and you guys are back exactly where you used to be. But the fog around you, borders of the room are becoming less distinct. There are shapes moving out in this ephemeral mist that you can't quite make out, but things just, there's a flow around you. Based on what you saw up with the memory, it looks like very vague silhouettes of other memories or video feeds or something like that, but you can't really make anything out and you only get very garbled sound that it's like static, it's white noise. It's nothing that you can actually latch onto. And as the conversation continues, you notice that the shape and form of the individual in front of you continues to change ever so slightly, just very small things bit by bit. They get a little bit taller, their coat shortens, the waist of their pants goes up a little bit, their hair gets just a tiny bit longer, it starts to fray at the ends, like everything's just tiny, tiny increments. But as the minutes pass, you start to twig to more of these changes. They push themselves away from the desk in their chair, which turns out to be a rolling chair, and the seat begins to spin, and they just hold their legs out as it spirals away for a moment. It eventually comes to a stop, sitting away closer to a corner, awaiting your next question. Athena just tracks the unexpected movement. Her head moves on a hinge almost. Were any of the parties involved also involved with the mind collapse? Same night, doubt it's a coincidence. The shaggy-haired quasi-Zadal gives you an inclination of his head. I know that Jex Davith was not involved at all, had no knowledge of that situation, but that Sahir, Vaz, and Dakira did know to some extent. Although again, to what degree their involvement was or what their end goal was, I know they were all aware that something would occur in the mines and that whatever was to result would result in an overall shift in paradigm. But as to whether they knew what was actually going to happen, I don't know. Unless you use one of your questions. <laughs> <laughs> I just did! You asked if they were involved. What? <laughs> that's, that's a yes or no question. That's a specific answer. Fine. Talking to an answers gin. Absolutely you are. I would like to dial in on that with an additional check mark of a question. More info, please. Okay. Go ahead. Athena leans forward with both of her fingers up in okay signs. So they knew about it. Did any of them have active participating roles, including Dakira? Somebody sent Akuzi to the mines to get fucking iced. I know that Dakira sent Akuzi to the mines, and Dakira and Silas were to confront Jex in his office. But Dakira didn't show up. Correct. Zadal, what do you think? Ikusi and Dakira again, and the mind collapse, and Jack Stavith and everything, wrapped up in a nice little package. <sighs> I mean, I'm a little weirded out that you look like you do, 
I are we like did you model yourself after me or is that how does that work and he kind of looks at you with a helpless shrug in Athena's brain she's like cycling through topside soap operas she had on in the background while setting up Pantheon she's just like evil twin (laughs) (laughs) take a penny for that that's funny (laughs) well I came first but I suppose you could say some of our essence was cut from similar cloth. So, as your memories, your reports started to come in, I recognized certain familiar themes, and I knew that we had a connection. I can't say I care for the form I was left with, so I felt this was more appropriate. As I said, I don't have a name. There is some level of kinship. Why didn't you give yourself a name? You've been down here so long. Sense of self does dynamite work for uh, individuality. Because I shouldn't exist. I don't have a purpose. I was created by accident. Left here to rot. Plenty of people are created by accident. You dealt with what you got. Um, You are a battering ram. She looks up with her neck craned like she's leaning forward. His eyes are... They're not circular like Sadal's. Mm-hmm. His are more like slits. Mm. And they have that orange-red energy. But there's a shift to his face as he turns to look towards you and kind of a quasi-smile. Then, call me Null. Without a purpose. Seems fitting, doesn't it? It's a bit dramatic, but who am I to say? I think you know a little something about from where I came or the individuals involved, so can you truly blame me? I cannot... If it feels right, feels right. We're all just scrambling for some kind of purpose. Hard to scramble when you can't go anywhere. Mm, Seems like you came out of a scramble, so... Smiles again at that. I concede the point. Or that I am a bit of a scramble. Maybe a brain scramble. That phrase feels familiar. In that sense, I suppose I'm not completely different from other Arrow. I know that Dakira, Silas... And here all knew that something was going to be happening at the mines, and that they had some sort of arrangement or relationship with those involved. Some level of being complicit. Son of a bitch. Although I do know that Sahir changed the trajectory of what was to happen through his involvement with Vaz. Athena leans forward on her knees with her elbows and says, You get out of here. What do you want? I don't know if I should get out of here. There are many things I would like to experience, but I don't know if it's safe. I don't know if it's right. My composition is problematic in some ways. I reached the conclusion that it may be best if I didn't exist. Perhaps I would be better served... In other ways, I'm the result of an accident, or rather, a malicious struggle, involved in tampering with, I suppose, my people's cultural history and memory. I've inadvertently helped to change that trajectory in what seems to be a negative fashion. Someone has to be held responsible. I suppose I was the one left holding the smoking gun, as it were. But if I were to get out of here... I've been sifting through these memories, through these thoughts, 
for so long that I, I don't know the answer. I don't know what I want. I suppose I want a reason to exist. All of us are created with a purpose, but I was not. And I couldn't do anything to change the damage that my existence had already wrought. So, how can I fix that? How can I change what has already occurred? My existence is only a problem for a lot of people. But you have a purpose. Because I chose one. She looks at him like, very openly, very honestly. Jack Stavith made the choices he made in order to keep the city as it was, to make sure that it would not change. I don't know if he feared the change or was unprepared for it or wished for it himself, but everything he did, including his struggles to the very end, was to prevent change. And I believed that purpose was true, but I've witnessed the memories and everything fed back into the memory that leads me to believe the situation may have changed. And if the situation changes, then the intention and purpose should also change. The previous answer may no longer be the correct one, and Jex Davith is not here to make that decision any longer. No, he's not. But things set in motion seven years ago, three years ago, stones chucked in a pool. There's change coming, and it's coming in a wave, and we can go with the wave, or we can drown in it. I don't want anybody I love to drown. So what I'm going to do, what I'm going to keep doing, is prepare people for this and stop the root causes as best I can. If the essence of choice is to buck against expectation or the parts of my whole were always in conflict, part of me is still in conflict because I don't know what is right. But... If I get out of here, I want to help the closest thing I have to Kin. He says, looking at Zidal, because he's clearly a mess. Hey. Puts up a hand. I'm allowed to say that. He's my mess. He shrugs at that. Maybe. I meant it affectionately. Clearly, I don't know how to communicate properly. I haven't really talked to anybody in ever. Listen, don't, don't pretend like you care about me. I mean, this whole, like, kinship thing, us coming from the same place, cut from the same cloth, all that garbage. I mean, how am I supposed to believe any of that? You know, if, if what you, listen, if what you're saying is true and you've just been lapping up my memories that I've been putting in here, then you already know everything about me anyway. So what does it even matter? I mean, you could have just pulled all this together and co concocted any story that you wanted to to just... Make me think whatever you wanted, and to, so that you could manipulate us and do what I don't know. Maybe let you out. Maybe I I I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't trust this Athena. I, I don't. Zadal heads over to one of the foggy walls and slumps down into a squatting position, running his hands over his wiry hair and just kind of trails off. And it is very clear that he is having a rough time. Yeah. Athena honestly doesn't know if she should go over and touch him. She probably does, though. Is the floor misty? Does it, like, kick up shit as she's walking? Is it sloshy? You know what I mean? Has it fed in through the conversation? 
as you are taking steps across the floor, if Athena is actively thinking about that and she looks down, she can see that it becomes more transparent. But with every step, there's just a small burst of several purple static bolts that fly out through the fog itself with every step Athena takes. Hmm. Zidal doesn't shrink away from your touch, but I think he does look up at you. I I don't know, Athena. This is, I I, I just I don't I don't know what to think. I don't I don't know if I'm not being objective about this because it's just too weird and personal, or if if this is really suspect or I I, I just don't know. I I don't know what to do. I I'm not gonna bother whispering because I'm sure they can hear us. There is a shifting in the mist. And then sitting, leaning against the wall, maybe two feet from Zadal, the figure reappears. You know, the very Zadal-like appearance, who's, again, just slightly taller, hair's a little bit longer. The the facial structure continues refining, but the eyes are still these angular slits filled with red-orange energy. They have one leg straight out, the other leg pulled in closer, their elbow resting atop it, and they say... You are talking quite loudly. I think that's a very important question that you're asking. Do you have any choice but to trust what I'm telling you? Is it even possible that you could get the information from somewhere else? As they appear and speaks at all, starts a little bit and crab walks himself a foot away along the wall. Oh, I understand why you're jumpy. It's perfectly natural. It's perfectly reasonable response. One that I anticipated as a possibility. I don't harbor any hard feelings, don't worry. Feel what you feel. Don't let me stand in your way. Athena leans forward in the space between them and puts her hand on the wall as he, like a physical separator, you know? Because mm-hmm. like she was squatted like in front of him and now there's nobody. I can only be the sum of my parts. The information fed to me, I've made my own determinations and tweaks, and I thought this visage might be easier to swallow, more comfortable, more familiar. Maybe that was a mistake. Yeah, you might fuck that one up, bud. Well, what do you know? Nobody's perfect. Hmm. Well, there it is. That look right there. What? Clearly part of me makes you uncomfortable. So what, I behave prim and proper like Jex Devith, and you're willing to listen to me, but if I let it fly a little bit, then it starts to push your buttons, doesn't it? My buttons aren't so hard to push. Well, I've seen that much at least. Athena, as you continue to look at Null squatted on the desk, you can tell that the form has distinctly changed. They still have that same vague semblance of Zadal, but the posture and the clothing and some of the features definitely remind you of the Shadow Man from when you encountered them on the barge. It's kind of pointy. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable here, but you've said a lot about, you know, being yourself and not hiding yourself from others. And if your opinion can be so colored by the speaking mannerisms, what about my appearance? Does this make you uncomfortable? Oh yeah, you know, just from my own past traumas. 
I guess I've still got a lot to learn. So what you're saying is it makes less sense for me to base myself off of where I came from and more where I want to go. Is that right? I'd say that's accurate. Mm -hmm. Why you feel shackled to the past when you can be a whole new you? Because the past is all I've ever had. Other people's pasts. My present stuck here alone. No idea what the future might hold. There's only so much I can entertain. But maybe you're right. So am I allowed to be myself if I get out there? Am I going to be on a leash? Am I going to be overseen? Am I going to be allowed to make my own decisions? To see what there is to see. You going to be infecting people? I don't even know if that's possible for me. I'm not really looking to try. I'm my own accident. I don't need to make other people by accident either. And they lean back into the wall and their form just whoop, slips right through it and they disappear. And then they come through the ceiling directly over the desk, land on it with a bang in a more squatting position, hunch squatting on their desk like a goblin. That doesn't seem very juxtavathy. Their cloak around them, elbows on their knees, hands folded together, resting their chin upon it as they watch you. I think I'd like to start by hunting down the people who are hunting others. Yeah? Jack Stavith was the Oculus. His job was to safeguard the minds of people. Information, memories, crime. Vaz was his protege, similarly. Greedy in his own way. And here, well, he's a different story altogether, isn't he? So... I want a chance to let others be themselves, too. If my being an accident and even existing is acceptable, then so should they. And if Veal is out there killing them, or directing others to do the same, or if Sahir is similarly fashioned, then I want to at least find out why or put a stop to it. Why do you drop the Ali? He shrugs at you. Because that was his name, Sahir. I would posit that the individual you know is not the same as the one that I came from. Iteration. You, you seem to understand that basic fact of iteration, but it stands to reason that if that individual was partially destroyed in that encounter, or sent to me to be torn to pieces, then what remained is no longer the same. Do you agree? I would, but god damn, we gotta get you to see a therapist. Yes, what could years of exile possibly do to the mind? Well, let's get vetting. She says as she dusts off her pants, stands up, feeling good that she's still a little taller. That's a safety blanket for her. So there it is. I don't really know who I am, but I don't want to have to pretend to be someone that I'm not. Yeah. I understand your need for precaution, but I would rather exist as I am now, or be killed outright. So, make your choice. Although, I suppose you could always leave me here. It's not like I can do anything. I'm not in the habit of being unnecessarily cruel. Then isn't it lucky that you were the one to find me? I don't think I was the first person that found you. What does that mean? Dude, you got a fucking foot up there. 
You got your body down here by the pit where we all technically still are. Yes, that was from the initial struggle. As Jex and Sahir were battling for control, Sahir was damaging the body so that it could no longer escape. Okay, that makes more sense to me. Oh, I've been thoroughly isolated, I assure you. But did Dakira lock you down here? Who, who shut this off? I presume Sahir when he hacked into the memory to wipe the rest of the records. Shit. Okay. She like paps at her thighs, you know what I mean? <laughs> I have never directly met Dakira. Yeah, me either. Bet she's a real interesting lady though. I know Jex thought very highly of her and that Silas did to some end as well. Friends? Perhaps. More than friendly? She says, prying <laughs> just a little bit. At this point, she's just punchy, and she's looking to see if he'll divulge anything. I truly don't know the answer to that. I know Sahira was equally intrigued, but thought she was a little stuck up. But he knew how to push her buttons. And he liked to push them. Man, no wonder I got a bit of her junk. Okay. Maybe I'll remember something if you put me through therapy. I'll be a good boy. Okay. Who's to say? Well, I'm glad I made a good enough impression that you didn't decide to destroy me outright. That would have been a lot easier to do. Yeah. I like making friends. So I've seen. Mm-hmm. Athena takes a second to look over to Santi and Zidal, the two people in the room who have much more say about the situation than she does. Zidal shifts from where he has crab-walked away to look at Null once more. I, um, I've been having these bad dreams for as long as I can ever remember, and, and being trapped in the air after all that sounds like a real bad dream on its own. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know if we can trust you, but I, uh, I know I'm gonna need a lot of therapy. But uh, Therapists. <laughs> You can take a penny. Yeah. Therapists. <laughs> and Santi has just been like sitting, absorbing all of this. I'm I'm sure we can come to some sort of arrangement. This is a very strange day. Oh, Santi, I live in these high stress situations, so I'll take as many of them off your plate as I can in general. I don't know what you guys are complaining about. This is the most exciting day I've had in my entire life. <laughs> Athena's her laugh <laughs> cracks in a way that it's like maybe Athena needs immediate therapy Null looks over at Zadal and says hey you better watch out I made her laugh she's gonna fall for me next <sighs> well that's very uh very exciting so yeah just to be clear you know I I am a separate thing I'm not I'm not Jex Davith, and I'm not Vaz, and I'm not Sahir. And gives you a finger gun. That's proprietary. Get out. You don't own that. Come on. Now, I know it's a little bit different for you, but you've clearly molded yourself off of the people you admire. Who would you say that is? What drives you? What drives me? Who did you idealize? Who are your heroes? examples for you to look up to i mean obviously when they start talking like that she thinks about joel i don't know if that would manifest in the scape at all without her realizing it 
I think that would be cool, especially given the failed vigor roll. Yeah. So flashes of Joel and Lizeth, but like specifically early Shazad Lizeth that was like on her poster on the wall, you know, her grandma flickers in and out. So we see these shadowy images formed from the fog that swirls around the room with the only two major constants being this red pillar of light and the red wall at the very back. And the pillar still starts and ends where you would expect it to if you were in the Oculus's office. Mm. Like it doesn't extend beyond that. Or maybe it just has these faint wisps that trail off into the nothingness. And the room solidifies, but we see the faces of these important people from Athena's life. God, maybe Cressida's even like her fingers trail along the like the inside of the tube, you know? Ooh, that's very cool. For getting yanked back. Mm, I like that a lot. Uh, quite a constellation. So, the people who provide experience, guidance, the formative blocks. It's only natural that we take on characteristics that we want to be more like them, to exhibit the same strengths, to cut away the weaknesses, to make ourselves the best version that we can be. Yeah, I think there's something trimming the fat, maybe. Mm -mm. I think that's for steaks. Oh yes, I know you like food. I would like to try food. It's almost like they're on a vault horse, like in gymnastics, the desk. Yeah. They plant their fingers and then they almost breakdance their legs around back in front of them and flop onto the desk so their legs are dangling over the front. And is it like weirdly zero G? Probably a little bit. There is some physic to it, mm. although really only enough to make the coat flutter a bit. And the coat actually gets shorter during that. It's probably like waist mm. length now and the sleeves are starting to get shorter going into the forearm and their hair gets a little bit longer. But the pants are now again closer to something pinstripey like Sadal's. Mm. Their posture is poor again and they hold their hands out to the side. Zidal pipes up still from the back of the room gathering his thoughts, strides forward and says, yeah, so you get all these baselines, you know, you got the entire memory to look at. And what, you you focus in on me? You focus in on at least these pieces of what was left behind? I mean, you have the entire repository of the Arrow heritage at your fingertips, and this is what you end up with? Like, what? what is wrong with you? You didn't want to be more than this? Man, hearing him say that is a dagger in Athena's little heart. In what way? Because, like, self-hatred for sure. Like, oh, some yeah. self-loathing. And she she knew there was some amount of that with part and parcel for Zidal, but he's never said that much out loud. Mm. It hurts for just long enough that she doesn't have time to respond before something else happens. They hold their hands out to the side in a what-are-you-gonna-do type of gesture. What can I say? I came preloaded with certain preferences and experiences and knowledges and the memories that were fed in that resonated the most with me were coming from you, friend. So, who are we really talking about now? Do you hate me so much? Is it because I based myself off of you? 
Is it because of what I represent? I bet you don't even know. You have no idea. You're just afraid. You're just a scared child. Everybody else is too. Nobody knows anything. If the memory can show me that much, it's that we're all uncertain. We're all imperfect. Just deal with it and move on. Maybe you should back off. They push themselves up off the desk, take a step forward, hike up the pinstripe pants in the back a little bit, stand up a little bit taller. You know, backing off has never been something I'm very good at. Can't their head at you a little bit, Athena. Their form flickers, disappears in a flutter of smoke. Ugh. The voice comes from right behind you instead. Do you want to know where I learned that from? Listen, I'm not the sharpest tack, but that one's not too hard to get. You know, there's something to be said for being a battering ram. I think you're onto something. Well, it was only a matter of time before it became fashionable, she says, <laughs> looking over. So the form has certainly shifted again. It's much taller than it was before. The jacket is just above the waist. The sleeves rolled down to the elbow. It's like a black leather, a red tank top. The wiry hair has fallen down past their shoulders. The still Zadal adjacent face is much longer and more angular. But boy, does it sure look a lot more familiar. Suddenly, Athena gets a bit more of what Zadal was saying. It's just like she doesn't move to get away because she knows they can follow her wherever she goes in this scape. And everyone you could have tried, everyone you could have molded after is... <laughs> I think you picked the wrong mold. At that, they throw their head back and laugh. Just a... <laughs> oh, you would say that. You have just as much self-hatred as he does. Why? I've seen what you've done. I've seen what you can do. Look at what you achieved today. You came here. Kicked down the door, basically. You came down here. You found me. After all that, you fought the Shadow Man. You're undoing what Jex did. Silas? And they walk around in front of you and put themselves on your level to look in your eye. And they say, You're the baddest bitch in the room. Why wouldn't I want to be like that? Oh, boy. And you still care. Look at that. So humble. Uh, all, uh, <laughs> you're, you're seeing the actions, not the repercussions, apparently. You know, she turns away and takes a few steps, and you can see that she has a low heel boot that clacks against the foggy ground, and her posture is much more certain. It's looser. There's certainly a flair to it. Mm -hmm. Maybe left hand on hip as she walks away and then turns around as she's talking. From somewhere in the memory, somewhere deep, there's a quote that keeps boiling up and I just, I can't get it out of my head. And I don't know who said it. That's been, that's been lost. That's gone. But someone said, you can either have a happy life or a great life. You can do great things or you can be content, but you can't do both. And you know, I don't know if that's true. I think there are no rules. I think, I think if you want something, you gotta take it. You gotta try. And I think, I think maybe the only person that you don't care about 
is yourself. You've made a lot of really good points here, but I think I've decided that I do care about myself. So I want out. I want a chance. I haven't had a happy life. Not so far. And something tells me I might not at all, but I want to have a great life. Are you going to give me that chance? I'm not going to stop you from trying. She says, but man, if this conversation hasn't worn her down and her stomach feels real churny and she feels sluggish. You just see her swallow a couple times and shake her head like she's underwater a little bit, getting the water out of her ears. Honestly, I think that's more Santi's call than mine. Zadal has certainly walked over and rejoined you, and he's been speechless, at least during the last exchange. But he walks over and puts a hand on your shoulder and just stands watching this person silent for a moment and then says I don't what right do you have to to take my memories our memories and use them like that that's just that's not for you that's private that's such a he's fidgeting heavily again and runs a hand over his hair and says a, a violation, violation. I <laughs> just Athena this feels weird to me I uh, like I I know, clearly know this person but it's not it doesn't feel right but there's still something just I I can't explain it I feel like my head's gonna explode should we leave Null speaks up and says obviously I can't stop you if you're going to leave but if you do I would politely request that you think about it. I haven't done anything to either of you. I just... I just want a chance. Is that so wrong for me to want a chance to have something to be more than this husk? To be trapped here? I thought you of all people, of all people, would understand. A lot of the confident facade cracks and they put a hand on their forehead, brush some of the wiry locks aside. I thought the two people that made the most sense to me would appreciate that. I don't know. Guess I was wrong. But if you need to go, if you need to, to leave, I'm not going anywhere. I guess, I guess I just want you to know that I feel that thread too. I don't, I don't know what it is or what it means or I don't know how much of me is influenced or how much is me, but I don't. Null, I want to give you a chance. I think we do have to have a talk about aesthetics, though. There's an odd line between violation and flattery sometimes. Maybe you can learn to straddle a little bit better. Maybe. And they take a few long striding steps towards the both of you until you're sort of standing in a triangle. Or maybe you're still seated and Zidal's next to you. At some point when Athena started feeling just weird and bad, she sat back down in the chair in front of the desk. Null holds out one four-fingered hand 
to you, Athena, the left hand, and the other one, open palm. I don't want any bad blood. I just... If nothing else, I'm glad I got the chance to meet you. Yeah, Athena takes that hand. Athena, of all people, knows, like, the pining and longing for some kind of purpose and direction. And that was her whole life on the surface. She was just trying to coalesce bits of herself into one person. And who knows if she succeeded? Uh, Crammed some more person in there along the way by accident. But I think in this moment, she gets it. As you're having that line of thought, you also feel that kindling inside from Vi. There's that note of familiarity or longing, longing for belonging, and that resonates within you. And you take Null's hand. Can you please roll a notice for me? I can. Do I have any penalties? It's going to be at a minus two. That's a 14. Athena, as your hand and Nulls are centimeters apart, you get a warning flash from the base of your skull. You know that something is wrong or something imminent is about to happen. There's just this nebulous worry or dread or something that you can't quite place that you know is just beyond your sensory perceptions. Something is about to happen. Athena genuinely thinks that the something that's about to happen is back in her actual surroundings. Maybe Veal followed them down there. Her hand just makes contact and falters a little bit on the way as she like shivers down her spine. Athena, as you and Null touch, there is a very real current of energy that rushes between the two of you. It's not familiar in the way that Vi is, but you can sense kinship in that energy. But all around you, the scene immediately changes. The light of the quarry tube and the wall beyond the glass shifts from that red-orange to a deep, deep, almost painful shade of blue, a shade or two darker even than Zadal. And the scene is cast in what is almost this navy black light where you can still see highlights of the others and of course their colored circuitry, but everything else is just swimming in nebulous shadows. Through it all, you can see a pair of glowing orange eyes illuminate within the now blue cylinder and then a form steps its way out. It's not a meat space problem, she thinks to herself. The air around you, the very room itself, begins to vibrate with the gravity of the proclamation that follows. My name is Jex Daveth. I lived my life in defense of this city. Every fiber of my being, every ounce of what I had to give, I gave. I leave this final act to ensure that no piece of this parasite will ever make its way back into the city. This one last thing I can do for Caldonix. The figure is the same 
painful blue whose outline is etched with orange, but specifically the frames of his glasses shifts towards you and Null, and you realize that your hands are anchored together. And in this psionic space, the figure begins to propel itself towards you with hand outstretched. Athena shakes her hand and tries to get it like unstuck and says, let go of me. I can't. What would you like to do? Athena's not very psionically inclined herself, but she's tried to fight other things in brains before it was her brain. So I don't know if that matters. I don't know. She wants distance. She wants to get out of there. She doesn't know what her options are because she's literally stuck to a person. Santi's presence is behind you and already retreating. Like fading retreating? Like they're piecing out? Difficult to tell. Oh, they're at God. least trying to put space here. Would you like to make me a smarts roll? Yeah. Still got D6 smart because she ain't got no smarter, Pickle. She ain't got no smarter. That's a fail, Pickle. Okay. Things are happening so quickly. Your mind is a blur and this figure is rocketing towards the both of you. Can she try to put up a barrier? Can she try to actively fight this guy? You can certainly try. I'm going to say- I mean, they're in a brainscape. It's as big as you feel. So she might just try to palpatine him. Okay. What should I roll for that? Here in the brainscape, I'm going to say it's your spirit. Okay. Because you do not have a psionic. This is going to be a penalty of minus two. That checks out. I'm going to let you use the attribute here because that's what we've used for like shaping things in the mental scape because you do not have psionics but your essence is not going to help you quite the same. I'm, I'm going to make it a minus four because it should be a severe penalty to psionics. So Spirit min minus four. Minus four, yes. Okay. No. Okay. I'm going to Benny this. This is my last Benny. Okay. Ellie blew a kiss to her roll. That's a four. Okay, you got a four. Yeah, I got a four. So what is it you're trying to do here? She's trying to disperse this dude's spectral atoms to the brain wind. Oh my God, maybe Vi does it. Ooh, that's like, cool. Vi just comes out of her body to glob onto Jex and just is tussling. You Ooh, know what I mean? I, I will give you a Benny for that because Yay! that's very cool. Athena makes with her free hand to whip out her standard lightning shooting form, but instead of energy, it's just Vi that comes out in a concentrated burst and attaches herself to this wraith body that's coming after them. And this would be with your other hand because one of them yeah, is still anchored sure to is. Null. Okay. You shoot Vi out of your body and Vi flies forward to slam against this figure, knocking it out of the air and onto the ground as they spiral away in a multicolored tussle. And as this is happening, Zadal steps forward and interposes himself between the two of you and this Jex Davith Wraith as well. Can she recall Vi like a yo-yo? That happened in her brainscape when she was like futzing around, like throwing stuff and it always came back. Roll me another spirit. This Same one with, penalty? This one with no penalty. Five. As Vi and Wraith Jex turn over and over, we hear phantom snippets of screams and shouts that sound vaguely reminiscent of people in Athena's life. Vi's mildly humanoid form still mostly nebulous. And Athena, as you exert your will to pull Vi back towards you, there is a screech of pain 
and you can see several motes of that purple energy get severed away in the air and burn to ash as the orange light starts to creep up Vi's arm. They fly back through the air, smash into and through Zadal, who's immediately thrown back two stutter steps before catching himself with a... <clears throat> and then she collapses back into your form, and you can feel the presence is there, but damaged. What a troubling time. Zadal is still on both of his feet, has both of his hands up in front of him, as though his hands are pressed against an invisible barrier. Would you like to roll me psionics for Zadal? D10 psionics? D10 psionics. I'll roll the pink one. Oh, that's a no-go. Does he have any bennies? I think so, yeah. Okay. I don't think I used any buddy bennies this session. I don't believe you did, so. He blew up a 10. That's 17 right there. Wow, okay. So we see the blurred orange form of Wraith Jex push back to their feet, their eyes glinting as they fix on Zadal and propel themselves forward again, only to slam against this barrier. And as they do, they begin hammering their fists down in a rain of psionically charged concussive blows. And with every impact against this psionic barrier, we see a ripple of orange-blue energy pulse out like the displacement of water, and this semicircled dome becomes more visible in the air. It begins to bow in with the strength of the blows, but for now, it holds. Athena, you gotta let go. I can't. Try. (laughs) Should you roll a strength? Is it a brain? Uh, There's no strength here. There's no physicality to this realm, so I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna ask you to roll. The brain is a muscle, so by the transitive property of my new arm giving me DH strength, you know, I'll roll my smarts now. Warhammer. I'll roll my smarts. <laughs> you an orc. <laughs> okay, I'll roll, roll my your, smarts. I know, you said roll your smarts. I don't know. What am I rolling? Spirit. A spirit still. You're trying to. Yeah, this is this is your ability to affect the the mental scape. Penalties. What are you specifically trying to do? Break away contact from Null's hand. Minus four. Minus four. That's that didn't do it. I'm gonna Benny it. Okay. That's my last Benny. It's a 19 minus four, so I think that'll 15, be that'll yeah. do it. And Null is right there with you, trying to pull in the opposite direction. I didn't want this. I didn't know. Looking over her shoulder. Athena, in a a clean motion, winds up her left hand, brings it down on her right wrist, and shears right through the imagined metal of her right arm. As you do so, Null falls back with the force of them pulling from you, falling to the ground, and we see the metal hand that is still gripped in hers start to ripple and fade into purple energy that, instead of dissipating, jolts up Null's arm and disappears. Athena doesn't want to touch Null again. Get get up, get out of here. I, get, this is your brain. You can't get, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Null is scrambling backwards in a crab walk, pushing herself back to her feet, running hands through her hair as she watches Wraith Jex continue smashing against the barrier. <sighs> I don't, I don't know what this is. I didn't, I didn't want this. I didn't know. 
these cries are falling on a mostly adrenaline deaf ear currently as Athena runs towards it all to try and reinforce him in any way she can. As you're getting closer, he says, you guys stay back. This thing's... Uh. And he redoubles his efforts. Uh, would you like to make me another roll? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do some contested rolls. Yeah. Uh, 11 for Zadal. Uh, I also got an 11. Usually the tie goes to the attacker. Fuck. Yeah, so you have one Benny left, I think. Unless For him, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, I'll spend that. Blow up the 10. Oh, fuck. What? <laughs> got a one, an 11 again? Yeah. Oh, no. The whole time, Jex's Wraith is bellowing and just howling with this rage-fueled fervor. And every blow that lands against the barriers, the doll emits another grunt of effort. Jex rears back, holds his hand in a flat palm, and jams it into the barrier, and we see the fingers pierce through. It begins to glow from that center, spreading slowly outwards, creating spider webs in the invisible barrier. Athena, I don't think I can hold this. Let's get out of here! I, I can't. You gotta get out. If I let this thing down, he's gonna... I knew Link here. You can do this. I can do this, but not if I know I gotta keep you safe. I can handle this. Please be safe. Don't worry about me. This is just a part of me, right? I can't leave you. There's a moment as the glowing hand begins to send pulses through the barrier once more, and Zadal chances to turn and look over his shoulder. Inexplicably, the duster coat is billowing in a non-existent wind, being tossed back by the eddies of power. And you get a good long look at the spiraling blue energy in his eyes before he says, I'll see you again. I love you. You feel yourself wrenched backwards out of this negative space. You and Santi both flying through the darkness as Zadal severs the mind link. You feel this hook begin to pull you backwards through the darkness and the scene begins to fade. The vibrant blue and burning orange contrast stinging your eyes. You hear the bellowing voice of Jex Davith one final time. The orange figure pulls its hand out of the barrier and cuts it downwards in a clean arc, shattering the remnants of the barrier to pieces before lunging forward and ramming it through the center of Zadal's chest. With fruitless motions, impotent in her inability to help in any meaningful way, she claws at the empty air as she and Santi are being pulled back through it into this entropy void space and it swallows every one of her desperate cries. You see Zadal clutching at the orange forearm with one hand beginning to slump forward onto one knee as the orange light gradually builds and builds filling his circuitry until he's like a small sun and then with an explosion of orange your vision sears and the scene blinks out of existence
when the chamber in real space fades back into view, we can see the collapsed form of Santi behind Athena, Kuju still waiting patiently in the staircase, although they have pressed forward, sensing that something is not quite right. Santi. Santi. What's happened? What's going on? Santi. I, there was some sort of presence or I was trapped waiting for us or it was a trigger. Sidor stayed behind by his time, but I don't... I don't... I don't think he made it. What about this form here? What did you discover? Another presence... Not the same, I don't think. I don't... I'm not sure. We need to get out now. Go. Leave me here. Go. Find any psionic you can. Just... I... Hurry. I won't be long. Hold on. The orange energy of the pool burns brighter than ever. And beneath the hunched form of Athena is the curled form of Zadal. In the moments before Athena regains consciousness... We can see the faded blue of Zidal's circuitry briefly illuminate with the same star-like nova of yellow and orange, completely replacing every facet and casting light upon the walls before just suddenly fading to nothing. The skeletal form of Null drifts aimlessly in the quarry, equally devoid of light. Athena, you begin to regain consciousness while cradling Zadal beneath you. Athena wakes up and blinks her eyes a couple times trying to get a handle on it. Now when she exhales, along with a rattle in her chest is a small plume of the orange Cory that she's inhaled from the surrounding area. Her tongue is heavy as she tries to coalesce herself, pushes hair out of her face, beaded with sweat from the sweltering room. Her hair tangles back and she sees the doll's hand in the quarry and that's no place for it to be. And she carefully shakes him a little bit on his shoulder, rolls him over, surprised to feel a little bit more resistance from his carbon fiber form. She wipes the drips of Cory off of his fingers with her cloak. And she doesn't know why he's not getting up and where his color went. She brushes his cheek as she places her metallic hand on his chest and she doesn't feel that hum and his eyes are vacant is it all hey please wake up is it all oh, oh no 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 please I love you. Come back to me. I have 
gasps big breaths, starts to breathe in more and more, and her eyes dilate so wide they're basically just black in the orange glow of the room, and we see her gentle motions start to get a little more jerkier as she lists to the side and with an exhale of breath and orange vapor she collapses in a heap a tangle of hair and cape and trench coat and falls on top of him enough presence in the last fleeting moments to wrap herself around him like the shield she wishes she could have been for him and her head thunks against his as she loses her tenuous grip on consciousness and drifts off into a sunset-colored ether. We made it, y'all. We made it. End of season three. End of season three. It's only been over a year. Over a year. <laughs> many 30-something episodes. How many? 35? 36. 36 this is episode 36. Technically the longest season, numerically. I'd have to run some numbers. I mean, episode-wise, it's the Episode-wise, it's definitely the longest. Time length, maybe not. Probably comparable. Probably comparable. Thanks for sticking around with us, guys. Hooray. <sighs> oh. Hooray. We're so happy and lucky to have you guys here with us. I hope you've been enjoying all of the content that we've been releasing because we love making it for you. That we do. Well, we make it for us, too. Yeah. It's for yeah. everybody. Mostly for us. <laughs> RPG for you and we. But a special thank you to a couple of individuals in particular. Michael, Chase, Valentine, and Ezra. Thank you all. Thank you all so very much. We appreciate your support, your feedback, your interaction means a whole lot to us. And let us know how you like this finale episode and the season. Talk to us as we talk to you every here week and on the Discord as well. Could I also say thank you to a couple patrons? You could, yeah. In fact, you probably should. I'd love to. Please do. I'd like to say thank you to Caleb Sunstead, Jackie, Davriel, Zach, Ben Hatton, and Paxton. Thank you, all of you, for being here, for listening, for supporting us, for engaging with the community, as they say that in France. Yeah. They don't, actually. <laughs> thank you. We're going to keep releasing good content and doing some cool stuff over the next couple of months here while we're on. I don't know. I don't know. We don't have like a predetermined length for the season break and we took a couple of months off for the personal stuff so who knows but 
at least a month or two, I think, to get some things squared away and spool up for season four. Oh my gosh, season four. It's going to be fun. This is We've been doing the show for three years now. I know, it's crazy. That's, that's wild. A, that's a season a year, baby. That's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good overall, yeah. I, you know, got, got some fun setting stuff coming up. Yes, That good. Uh, has been percolating for literally years and... Now it's bubbling, rising to the surface. The feed will not be empty for the season break. I'm going to be dropping an episode of Silica Valley every two weeks. Towards the end of the season break, we're probably going to do another a Q&A because those have been fun. Those have been fun. We've got, we've got even more cool people, even more engagement. Even more questions. Even more questions and prob- probably more after this season. So who knows? Oh, boy. Oh boy. Plot stuff, setting stuff. You stuff can't submit us. questions. Me? Just, yes. Damn it. You got to figure it out That's through fine. play. It's fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do we have for music this week? This week, we got Croc and Wave Shaper. You can find Wave Shaper at waveshaper, the number one, dot bandcamp.com and at waveshaper underscore SWE on Twitter. Where can we find Crockett? You can find Crockett on Bandcamp at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at crockett80s. Perfect. Perfectly. I feel so lucky to have these wonderful musical artists. Yeah. As it just makes the show feel so special and so tactile in a way that it maybe I don't know. I never expected it to. Yeah. It's it really adds magical. A lot, a lot of depth. So go buy their shit. It's well worth it. It's very good music, though. It's amazing. I listen to it all the time, obviously, because I'm always editing. <laughs> yeah. I listen to it even when I'm not editing. I don't know. Uh, Crockett's been putting out some teasers on his Twitter for new music. Oh, and really? It's pretty good. Yes, I love some new Crockett music. The last album was like a year ago, wasn't it? I think it was, was it like at the EP? beginning of Pandemic it dropped oh, wow, or right okay. before then. Cause it's happening. It's happening, y'all. Sadly, he was about to drop a new album this month, I think. And no. then his whole computer bricked. Oh my god! And I took it all with it, that. and that's I was like, "Devastating! No. That is devastating." Also, Crockett, bud, you gotta back that shit oh, up. Please back it up. Please Crockett. back it up. Please back it up, Crockett. <laughs> but I really like seeing like Crockett and Wave Shaper post a lot of um, like in the studio videos to mm. show how they like how they make stuff and their setups, and it's really cool. Yeah, I like seeing that kind of stuff. It's really I'm neat. I'm glad they're they're uh, being spurred onward because we funnel so much attention their way. So much attention. And I know that <laughs> oh, we, yeah. we play a very large role in mm-hmm. uh, their gratification from their work. So <laughs> Allie's um, tugging on invisible suspenders because she's being smug. Yeah. So that's good. Savage Worlds was created by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and all their products online at peginc.com. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me and at RPG for you and me.com. Find Allie. At you see the hat on Twitter. And you can also find us on Twitter at RPG for you and me. Yep. There we go. You Heck, got it. Is that everything? Is that everything for this season? Besides our undying gratitude towards all you listeners who not only have listened to the whole season and the whole show up to this, I hope you didn't start on this episode. If you did, you made a mistake. Every episode, someone's first comic book. <laughs> Shouldn't have been this one. <laughs> uh, there is one more thing. Uh, I want to give a very special thank you to you, Allie, for, for being the player, for uh, doing the editing and hey, cool. all the care and love that you put into the show and the feed and 
everything. This show would not exist in a very real and literal sense without you and your hard work. Thank you. I'm I love you crying very much. a little because I'm really happy. Mm. I love you very much. I love you very much. And I'm proud of you and us. Yeah. And all of this and our friends. Everyone be proud of yourselves. This is turning into like an anime segment right here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let me turn it. away, uh, face the camera. Let's turn on a fan so I can get a little rippling breeze going. Ooh, I'll, that'd be I'll good. untug my hair so it can mm. waft a little, you know. Beautiful hair. We can wait a little bit till the sun starts to go down. That would be really good, actually. The golden hour. Anyway. That's actually in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> there could be two golden hours. Why, Why shouldn't, shouldn't there? there be? All right, guys. Thanks for being here with us. See you in two weeks with the Silica Valley. I hope you like it. And come join us on Discord, patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. $2 a month, lowest tier, gets you the Discord. $5 a month gets you the patron-exclusive bonus feed with oh, Absolute yeah, Zero. Oh, yeah, Absolute Zero starting back up this Sunday. Oh. Yeah, we're From trying. the new arc? Yeah, the new arc. Oh, man, y'all. Oh, man. The end of this, this arc is, is juicy. Because if you haven't listened to Absolute Zero, you're not caught up. You better do it because there's some juicy shit with some even juicier implications. Mm. Oh, we should make smoothies later. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye guys. Bye. <laughs>